0: Bye.
1: That's a good place to praise him. I said, that's a good place to worship him. Why don't you give him the fruits of your lips? By him, there let us offer a sacrifice of praise unto God continually, which is the fruits of your lips. Come on, open your mouth and let God out your mouth. Come on. Come on, we got so much to thank him for nobody know half the stuff you've been through nobody know half the hell you have been through but tonight I came with my hands lifted and my mouth open and saying when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has
0: done for me Good
2: morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from, if you're your way. Someone working out, maybe you called off work today. We still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff. Because I just believe by faith that when you start your day off the right way, with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, with a little Holy Ghost, things tend to go a little bit better. Not saying you ain't going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravations, irritations, and frustrations, because you're definitely going to have some of those. But when you trust God, rely on God, depend on God, all things tend to work out for your good. With that being said, let's go ahead and tap in. Let's go ahead and tap in to a word of prayer. Y'all know how I am. I don't like starting my show unless we start out praying. So let's go ahead and kick it off in a little prayer, and then we're coming right, right back. Is that okay? All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. God, we thank you. Father God, we thank you. Father God, we thank you on this morning, oh God, for waking us up, oh God, giving us the activity of our limbs, God. Father, we just want to thank you, oh God, for waking us up with a roof over our head, shoes on our feet, clothes on our back, oh God, food in our belly. God, we thank you, oh God, just for you being almighty, oh God, for you being our protector, our provider, our redeemer, our shelter, our savior. God, we thank you for Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins that we may be considered righteous even on today. God, we thank you, oh God, for your word standing truth in our life. God, we thank you for your power staying strong strong in our life. God, we thank you, oh God, that even when we are weak, you are strong, oh God, and we thank you, oh God, that you continuously protect us, provide for us, take care of us, and God, you are our shelter, you are our shield. So, we just honor you on this morning. Father, even as we go forth on today, oh God, we cleanse ourselves of all negative energy, Father. We repent of every sin, transgression, and iniquity. If there is anything that we may have done, oh God, to cause us to be rejected, oh God, to cause us to be neglected, oh God, to cause us to be separated from your presence, your love, your kindness, your gentleness, God, we ask that you'll forgive us right now in the name of Jesus creating us a clean heart and renewing us a righteous spirit that we may be able to worship you in spirit and in truth father in the name of Jesus if there's any person that we may have hurt harm or sinned against offended God we ask that they will forgive us even as we forgive the people who have hurt harm offended and sinned against us God we ask that you'll cause us to walk in unity with others oh God cause us to walk in, in unity with others cause us to walk in delight with others in Jesus name God we thank you God, we thank you even for the purpose of technology, oh God, that you're causing technology, oh God, to walk, cause us to live successful lives, productive lives. So God, we thank you, oh God, for everything that you're birthing into our life. Father, we thank you even for this room and this space, oh God, that you have created for us to come together and have productive, positive conversations, to start our day off, oh God, with encouragement. God, we ask, oh God, that even as people come in here to listen, laugh, and learn, that you'll allow them to be edified, educated, elevated, and entertained. In the name of Jesus, allow every person that enter encounters this room, encounters my presence, oh God, encounters your love. In the name of Jesus, oh God, we speak by faith that even as we go throughout this day that we shall walk in the blessings, the breakthroughs, the favor, and the blessings of God. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Good morning. Good morning. Do me a favor. Wherever you are, give God a hand clap of praise, whether you're at home, Whether you're at work somewhere, whether you're working out somewhere, just do me a favor and give God a big hand clap of praise. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning all right good morning everybody and welcome back to waking up with the prophet where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration motivation and a little bit of music to start our day not sure where you're listening from if you're on your way to work coming home from work already at work someone working out maybe you called off work today whatever the case I mean, may be we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off today. the right way you know what i'm saying with the right people conversation inspiration attitude mindset all that good stuff with that being said y'all yeah, know how it go i like to always get my music out before everybody come into the room and bombard the room because once people start coming into the room we'll probably never hear music again so i'm gonna go ahead and cut to my little song and then we coming right 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 on back is that okay all right amen 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 <laughs>
3: you're all washed out cause it rained on your parade seems nobody cares about you
0: anyway
3: now you're living your life like a castaway search for strength inside was it all in vain cause the deeper you dig you find more and more pain don't let your tomorrow be like yesterday cause i spoke to god I call down your name, and on your behalf, I just
0: ask if He would be there for you. I want you to leave the Don't live life in distress. Just let go, let God, He'll work it out for you.
3: And your soul will be blessed Forever in His to You'll be done like in His best a place Where you never have to cry Never have to live a lie Never have to wonder why Never walk for nothing You're always satisfied in the peace that his arms will provide he will erase any guilt or shame any bad habits you got you won't want to do them again yes we all can change i can testify see i spoke to god i called out your name and on your behalf i just asked if he would be
0: there I'm good. Oh.
2: So good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you don't got a job, maybe you just always on the clock, whatever the case it may be, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right mindset, right attitude, all that good, right stuff, because I just believe by faith that when you start your day, off the right way with a little God with a little gospel with a little Jesus with a little Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? Things tend to go the right way. You're not saying you ain't gonna have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravation, irritation and frustration. Because you're definitely gonna have some of those. But when you trust God, rely on God, depend on God, you know what I'm saying, holding God to his word and all that other good stuff. Guess what? He tend to come through. I think that he's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a wonder. You know what I'm saying? He's a promise keeper. You just got to trust him. With that being said, though, let me go ahead and get to the scripture of the day. We got to get to the scripture of the day so we can keep on moving this thing forward because Googling already went off and let us know that it's 830 um in the morning. So it's time for us to stand up and stretch. So let's go ahead and do another big favor. Let's go ahead and get to the word of the Lord for today. <sighs> yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Okay, so the scripture of today. my fault. I had to pull it up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit a little out. I thought I had it, but I didn't have it. But scripture of the day, the scripture of today comes from John chapter number 11. John chapter number 11, starting at the 25th verse. And I'm going to read just the 25th verse. And this is coming from the New International Version, brought to you by BibleGateway.com. And it reads, it says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Yes, Lord. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there because I believe you're slow, but you're worth waiting for. I heard a preacher say that, but I ain't going to keep saying that. He says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. All right, I'm going to stop right there because I give you all my disclaimer each and every day here on Waking Up With The Prophet. I tell you that I'm nobody's senior pastor. I'm nobody's doctor, theologian, and none of that. I'm nobody's expert. But what I am is a prophet of God who was sent here to decree, to decree declare, and proclaim the word of God. And in this message on today, I want you to understand that there is hope in Jesus. Why? Because he is the resurrection. He is the li- Yeah, he is the resurrection and he is the life. And the scripture lets us know, even in this very verse, that even though we we may die. And many of us right now, we live in a life that we're afraid to die. But all you have to do is put your faith, your trust, and your hope in Jesus. And guess what? You'll understand that he is the resurrection and the life. That even though you may die, guess what? You'll still live. Listen, I ain't going to preach on it too much, too hard, because that's why we have all them great other preachers to come in here and expound on the revelation and all that other, you know, stuff. But at the end of the day, I want to decree and declare to you that if you will believe in him and understand that he is the resurrection, and life that he was born buried di- well born died buried and and rose again and ascended all for your love for your kindness for your grace for your mercy for your sins guess what you will understand that even though you are die in the flesh you may live on in the spirit you will live on eternally because guess what he died for us amen Amen. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. Do me a favor. If you haven't already, go ahead and share the room. Go ahead and share the room. Go ahead and ping some people in the room. Let them know that, hey, we live. We relax. We're waking up with the prophet. We're starting our day off the right way with a little gospel, with a little prayer, with a little scripture, with a little laughter, just because we just believe in being a blessing, not only to each other, but to the people around us. I don't know about y'all, but I believe in being a blessing to my community, to my neighbors, to the people who I know, who to the people who I don't know. When I go out outside in the morning, guess what? I say good morning. That's why I like going outside in the morning. Because I be just just in everybody's face. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Why? Because I just believe in being a positive influence. I just believe in being a positive light in this earth. When there's so much darkness around us, we need more positive lights in the earth. With that being said though, I'm going to go ahead and cut to a song because it is getting ready to be Christmas time and I'm starting to play my Christmas music and I love the Christmas gospel music. I don't know. We go, we might have an uh, a episode talking about how Sometimes we get we even commercialize Christmas, but I love how, you know, the Christmas gospel music be coming out. I ain't going to count. Randy got a nice album out. Yeah, I got to go check out Brandy Christmas album. But, yeah, I'm going to go cut to an old classic, an old classic, because it is Throwback Thursday. And then we coming right, right back so we can get into our check-in. Y'all know how we check in here on Waking Up With The Prophet. We check in with our three daily questions. What's the weather, what's for breakfast, and how you starting your morning off? So go ahead and grab your snack, go brush your teeth, go ahead and get yourself together, and then come on right back because we, we, we finna start in just a second. Amen. 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 Let's go. <coughs> Go play again. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let me sink back in. Good morning. Good morning, and welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day, not sure where you're listening from, if you're on your way to work coming home from work, already at work, someone working out, maybe you called off work today, whatever the case may be, I still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration right mindset, right attitude, all that good right stuff, because I just believe by faith that when you start your day off with a little God, with a little gospel, with a little Jesus, all that right stuff, things tend to work out, you know what I'm saying, for your favor, Think, things tend to work out a little bit better, not saying you're going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravated Irritations and frustrations because you definitely gonna have some of those. You know what I'm saying? Life gonna throw you lemons. But when life throw you lemons, put it in God's hands so he can make some lemonade out of it. He'll just squeeze it and just push. Make lemonade in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. With that being said, though, let's go ahead and check in. Let's check in. Y'all yeah, know how we check in each and every day. We check in with our three daily questions. What's the weather? What's for breakfast? And how you start your morning off? With that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and kick it out first because you know I'm, I'm the host and I'm the prophet, so I'm gonna just go ahead and start it. Amen. Amen. Doo Bro- doo. <laughs> well, good morning, everybody. Um, good morning uh it feels good today um i'm feeling okay i'm on a probably like a 4.5 i'm feeling fantastic i hope you guys can hear me well um whether you're watching on live uh via instagram via facebook via youtube uh or whether you're on clubhouse i hope you guys can hear me well i'm having an awesome morning I'm on a 4.5 only because I started my morning off good I woke up at 6 but didn't feel like getting out to bed just because I was a little tired a little lazy a little tired but I got up this morning was able to pray um, take the dog out and Clean up just a little bit that was about it today's Thursday And y'all know on Thursday I really prepare for my weekends So that's really what I'm gonna be doing today being in the house preparing for my weekend Hopefully hoping, hoping something exciting going goes on today um <laughs> it's 31 degrees right now here in atlanta with a high of 57 with a high of 57 it's supposed to be cloudy and it's supposed to be raining most of the weekend so today is going to be the last day of sunshine that we really get but hey it is what it is i'm gonna cook me some chili tonight for dinner later on right about four or five o'clock i'm gonna cook me some chili tonight because it's supposed to be getting cold it's supposed to be raining all weekend i'm booked i believe, Friday. Yeah, I believe Friday and Saturday, and then I'm off Sunday, so I'm going to chill. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm trusting God. I'm believing God, even though I'm on 4.5, a little frustrated about some things. Well, not really frustrated. It's just some things that, in the back of my mind that I'm just really praying about. And I think the conversation today is going to be very, very helpful for us all because, you know, It's going to talk about how we bring our mind and our heart and our spirit in alignment with God's will and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're going to get into that a little bit later. But, yeah, as far as breakfast, there is no breakfast right now. I got my hot uh, chocolate right now. Y'all know it's getting cold. It's Christmas time. And instead of doing tea all the time or doing coffee, I try to switch it up and do hot chocolate. So I got some hot chocolate right now with some pineapples. Why? I don't know. I just like fresh fruit. So, yeah, pray for me. Um. But that's about it for me right now. That that's my check-in. That's my weather. That's my breakfast. That's how I'm doing this morning. Listen, I'm excited about the conversation on today. If you haven't already, go ahead and share the room. Go ahead and ping somebody in the room. Go ahead and like, tweet, tag, a comment, because I believe that this is a blessing. I hear so many people who reach out to me personally, even on the um the Spotify app and stuff like that. People sharing, people liking, people engaging and interacting. But you know, one thing I do wanna Express is that for the people who come in here daily, you know what I'm saying? This is our show. This is our platform. So we should be one of the main ones sharing and expressing. You know what I'm saying? So hey, continue to share, continue to like, continue to post for me because I ain't gonna cap. These people really, really liking y'all. I don't know why but they really be like, yeah, I'm joking, I'm joking, I do know why, but you know what I'm saying, yeah, so let's continue to share, let's continue to post, you know what I'm saying, let's continue to invite, invite people into the fold, with that being said, that's my check-in, pull to refresh if you guys are on the stage, and we finna get it started that way, amen, alright, JY, it's on you, sir, do the loop, go ahead and check in for me. Good
4: morning, everybody, it is currently... Forty-seven degrees here in the Austin, Texas area, with a high of sixty-nine. I'm on a good three point five, four, maybe four. My children be frustrating me in the morning sometimes, but um, it is what it is. Uh, Nobody didn't buy no popcorn or donate to my son thing, and he just got no money. You in
2: the matrix, uh, your
4: me? Can you hear me?
2: Nah, you in the matrix can for here.
4: Uh, red bar. On we can hear you now. It's stuck on the. All right, cool. I was just singing Ain't No Got No Money, Ain't Got No Fancy Car, Don't Live a Life of a Millionaire or a Movie Star. Uh, but we good, you know, we good. We're going to make it somehow. I, I know probably if you had that, I know you would definitely have been one of the first ones to to jump on the bandwagon. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Right. That's why I'm kind of mad
2: because I'm normally the one giving and I don't even got no money to give no more. That's
4: crazy. It's okay. Y'all okay. Uh, we'll be all right. I, it's, I think it's time for other people to plan. You know what I mean? Sometimes other, it's time for other people to be obedient. Huh? Um. No breakfast yet. I'm about to go make me a bowl of Apple Jacks probably. And, um, yeah, man. I think that's pretty much it. But I'm all right, man. We doing all right. Drop my kids off at school. Got a little chilly this morning. They begged me to drop them off. My daughter got a dance recital today. My daughter does so much stuff. Basketball, track, volleyball, dance. Talking about cheering and all this stuff, man. My kids just do so much stuff. So uh y'all pray for me and my pockets. Hallelujah. And uh, I'm done.
2: My father, I'm over here crushing these pineapples, Jesus Christ. Bless God from Ohio. high. Mama Land, it's on you. Do-do-do-do. Good morning, good morning,
5: good morning. Um I'm on to buy today, breakfast, coffee. Mm-hmm. Thirty-nine degrees outside. Well, I guess I'll head out. Um, what a high of fifty, maybe fifty-six. And uh, Jay, why I normally try to support kids. I really, really do. I normally try to support. It's the first of the month. every though, pocket. Tight right now. now. I don't know how much I have in city heat. That's down. So if he's still going, even, even if he ain't, and I got a little change left over, I will send you something in a cash out. So uh, don't blame it on our heart. blame it on the bills.
4: Listen, I ain't making no big deal about it. Like people have been supporting, he literally almost had his goal. I'm really proud of my church family because they've been really pushing it. And then they're pushing it to people that they know. So I'm not worried. I'm giving people grief. That's all. But um, I know it's Christmas time. It's really tough time right now to be asking for, like, you know, a fundraiser. Um, You know, uh, there's some other kids that's on there. I mean, AJ right now in third place. Um, There's some other kids. They just... I don't know, they they, they they, they, family must be lined right. Their pockets would be lined correctly. So I'm like, you know, bring that over here. Come on, Lord. I see what you do for others. But uh, no, I know it's, it's holidays. It's a lot going on. I get it. So I'm not making a big deal about it. I'm just you know, busting, just being silly. Makes
2: no difference. What you're going through, you're gonna make it. God's gonna see you through. Hold your head up. Y'all ain't gonna, y'all ain't gonna jump on and put a smile on your face. Oh, y'all lame. It's okay. It's okay. I was trying to encourage somebody because this is another test, and it won't last always.
6: You could actually right. say if you just try it. That that wasn't bad pastor charles i told yeah, y'all i, mean, I can say
4: find your find your find your 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 note and
2: you'll
4: you be all right <laughs> yeah funny i told y'all
2: i could say Oh, Jesus. I'm the whole, I'm a whole wedding singer. I'm a praise and worship leader. Listen, God gave me all these gifted talents. I just be hiding them. Oh. All right. Too far. Too far. Too far.
4: <laughs> Give my Ebony,
2: what you said? Too
7: far. Keep <laughs> making a
4: mouth. Lord Jesus. You was doing good. Just just take your your, your your, compliment and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Keep it moving. I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Ebony, I'm throwing it over to you.
2: do do
8: Hey, good morning, y'all. Good morning, good morning. It is thirty-five degrees. Uh, We will get to a high of forty-six here in the DMV. Um, I am drinking some iced coffee right now for the first time in a good minute. Um, finally getting back to my daily routines. I'm also feeding my son while I'm talking to y'all. So if you hear any noise, that's what's happening. Um, all right, I got a praise report. First, I've not seen Pastor Charles. This week, I don't think, or if I did, we would already out of check ins. I think. Um, I want to take a second and thank Pastor Charles, um, and the wonderful people of Kingdom, um, for taking a moment in their service. Uh, sorry,
2: sorry. Come no. on, up and out, up and out in the name of Jesus, up and out. Uh-uh, I, don't, I do 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 that do uh-uh, don't do that, it's just flailing. Uh-uh. I'm trying to get the flare up. Come on now. Get it out. Get the flare out. There you go.
8: That's a good thing. A, uh. You know, he a baby, so he can't get it out like we get it out. Um. All right, so you okay? Come on.
4: Come on. You know, I thought he was doing, you know, when babies be trying to, <laughs> try to poop. They be having. Oh, to... um, child. They be it doing was... that,
8: frustrated. <laughs> oh no, he poor thing. He's trying to cough up some phlegm. I think he got it. Oh. Uh... Um, <laughs> so yeah, back to my my thing. So I said I want to thank um, Pastor Charles and the people of Kingdom um, for taking a moment out of their service, out of their worship experience, to lift my husband. Um, and to not only pray, but to praise for him, um, that meant so much to me, um, that prayers are going up from everywhere, um yeah so i'm gonna do this super quick so um i shared in the group i believe it was monday last monday um my husband experienced uh um bleeding on the brain that required an emergency brain surgery um and the following day just a few hours later actually um the bleeding began again so they had to go back in again um and It was very touch and go um, from Sunday to Wednesday, Um, literally hour by hour. I was I didn't know what was going to happen when I wasn't there. I was terrified my phone was going to ring. The phone was ringing, um, you know, telling me all kinds of things. Um, And the prognosis as of last Wednesday was if he wakes up, uh, we don't know what kind of quality of life he's going to have. There's a good chance that your husband may be brain dead. Uh, Roman every time I start talking you want to have a coughing fit um there's a good chance that he may be brain dead there's a good chance that um you know he'll never be you know who he I mean they had all kinds of things to say um by Thursday night um they could see on the scans that he had had three different strokes and what they said to me was that um of course, the strokes came from the pressure on the brain from the blood and that um, it would affect his ability to use his arms, legs and his voice. To know my husband is to know uh, that he is a singer, that he is a songwriter, that he is a pianist and that he is a praiser. So if that did not sit well with me that all three things that make my husband who he is. Uh, was essentially what they were telling me would never be the same. Um, I took that thing before God because I just refused um, to believe that. Um, And it felt like the perfect setup for a miracle. And so I've been traversing this space for I think today's day 11. Um, You know, just really praying and believing God well. It's today, Thursday. Tuesday, Um, my pastor and I um, went up there and I typically go at a different time of day, but God had me go in the evening and I got there and noticed that my husband was like slightly opening his eyes while we were talking and I had not seen that. In those at that time, like eight days, um, nothing. I'd seen like a little movement of a leg or something to like a pain response, but nothing intentional. Uh, but he was intentionally opening his eyes um, to what we were saying, which was an incredible, you know, thing for me. Well, yesterday, we had been waiting for a few days for an MRI. They kept telling me we're going to get an MRI that will give us a better picture of what his brain looks like, what his future looks like. We believe one of the strokes has hit his brain stem. He's not going to be able to control his own breathing. He's going to be on a ventilator for the rest of his life. Well, uh, here to tell you. That i got the mri report back yesterday he did not have a stroke to his brain stem my husband is currently controlling his own breathing he's initiating his own breathing the ventilator is just giving pressure so he takes the breath the ventilator just makes sure that his lungs open up all the way he is opening his eyes to his name being called to familiar sounds um all of the strokes happen on the right side of the brain, which essentially just means they anticipate his left side being affected, Uh, per them, they don't know how, you know, much function he'll get in the left side, there's one concerning spot on the left side of his brain that essentially controls memory, so they said that he may have some memory issues, But his prognosis, per the doctors, is 100% better than what they thought this time last week. And so his chances of, you know, they won't say full review rehabilitation but uh excellent rehabilitation are far more likely um because of what they now see so i want to thank you guys for the prayers for the check-ins for stopping your you know your service your days to check in on me um i've been carrying these kids all the business that goes along with this canceling engagements oh baby y'all pray for this boy this cole is whooping his tail Carrying all the things um, by myself that I'm normally not um, carrying by myself, I am now doing Um, financially, all of it. Um, And every day, you know, I get stressed and concerned. My family's not here. His family is pretty much otherwise tied up, um, to be quite honest. They've not been like the greatest help. Um, so I've been like Ubering back and forth to the hospital. It's it's running me a good penny every day, um, uh, no less than $60 a day. And every time I start getting stressed or concerned, a cash app comes from somewhere. Somebody says, hey, I'm over there. You want me to run you to the hospital? Like God literally steps. And every time I feel like I'm getting ready to burn out with my daughter somebody volunteers to pick her up from school so God has just been so so faithful in all of this um, I thank God that we are out of the critical period and now we are looking forward um, to his rehabilitation um, and watching God do this thing through and through but I just wanted to take my check-in time to tell you guys thank you. Um, That I love you, that I appreciate you so much. Um, There's a lot of mess on this app, um, but we have used this app to come together um, to petition God for a miracle. And I I thank God that we are going to see it in its fullness in a very few days. So that's it. That's me.
2: That's my check-in. I mean, if y'all care, I was trying to get to my applause fast enough, but I had things on mute. There we go. I was trying to get to my sound effects. Congratulations, Edna. Like of course we all love you, and I was just thanking God this morning about this community, this circle. Even as I was praying, um, I was thanking God because this is such a family, this is such a community. When one of us goes down, and one of us, you know, gets injured, gets hurt, I mean, we all feel it, and we all continue to pray for each other and 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 stick together. So you know, whenever you need something, always continue, you know, to to keep us informed so we can continue to lift you up in prayer. Um, like I said, I wasn't able to personally reach out to you, you know, because my phone was missing, but. You know, when I could, I was able to touch bases with you, and I'm glad that you were able to get a, get back on here, you know, with a testimony and with a joyful spirit, because you could have let that continue to keep you down. You could have let that continue to keep you in a place of disgruntleness and disease. But we thank God that, you know what I'm saying, you are able to bounce back and be resilient through the power of prayer and the people around you, you know, helping you and being a blessing and being a strong support system for you. So, yeah. Pastor Charles, I'm going to throw it over the other to you, because, I mean, you just you just just a superhero because i ain't gonna cap pastor charles be coming through for people I, ain't that right pastor charles it's on you go ahead and check in sir Do-do-do-do.
6: listen all i can say is wow, you in the matrix sir that's all i need i i'm in the matrix okay see see i'm binding the devil now i'm binding him up am i no, am gonna try it again Okay, all I got to say is, all right. You know, like you just cut off a a big shout. That's one of them kind of moments at the end. Listen, to God be the glory, we're glad to be here, glad to be around. Um, I made it back home. Um, Now I'm traveling. I got to travel in a few minutes here to Bryan, another area of Texas. And um, I'm having my my um my chief adjutant with me this time, so that's kind of cool and uh and um so he's here, and so I'm trying to get myself dressed, but listen, I'm so so honored and so blessed. excuse me, so blessed to be uh, a part of a group as well. I'm at forty some degrees right now, it's going up, and um it's it's a good day, it's a good day, and ebony, we are just excited for what God is going to do for your husband with being a musician i know and i get it i know what it's like to you know I, i'm i'm just i can only imagine though what it's like to have to be in this position and you use all of that to be able to do your job you know so um that you know, um i believe so that we will be able to show at some point as well uh to assist in some kind of way we'll just see what the lord does and see how that all plays out but i'm just really glad um, that uh, it's still working miracles, it is. But it's just greater. It just seems to be seems to be so much greater when you're somebody you know, you know, and or somebody that you know, people that you're attached to. And I'm so thankful uh, to be attached to all of y'all in some kind of way. But uh, anyway, it's a good day, and um, I'm so thankful. I, I'll tell you, uh, here's a miracle. Here's a miracle. Here's a miracle. I sent a whole bunch of clothes to the cleaners too and um one um i have my very first tailor-made suit um i got from men's warehouse something like that i got it about a couple of years ago i had some money and i was able to my wife said get yourself a tailor-made suit so i got a tailor-made suit and you know, it's got my name on it in it and, and everything right so but i went to the cleaners and brought all this cleaning back and i saw my jacket but then i saw a hanger that was missing the pants so i couldn't find the pants What well, the miracle is i got back in town and went straight to the cleaners. And when I walked into the cleaners, the lady said, hello, hello. Hey, mister. Oh, you, you looking for pants? I said, yes, I, I just lifted my hands and started praising. Yes, and she gave me my pants and let me tell you that's a miracle. Cause they found them. I know I'm saying, that's all I'm saying. Y'all pray for me, that's the that's little things, but we believe in God for not just partial miracle, but total recovery and whatever it is that's caused that to happen. We just believe in God that um that that will not happen again and there will there'll be some kind of rectification of it the lord bless you guys and i will be uh on the road in a minute and uh probably listening in some god bless Pastor you Charles, that's so
2: interesting <clears throat> that you say that and because you know every morning um and i don't know if y'all noticed but every morning when i get up and i spend my time with god i always try to post the quote that he gives me in my prayer time or whatnot and as i was praying this morning i woke up and posted i said good morning remember that miracles are still happening um miracles are still happening i think like every day or something i said you just have to open your heart to see them And what's interesting is, is that I think that miracles are still happening, just like you said, but a lot of us are blinded to them. And I kind of want to have a deeper conversation about it maybe later on, you know, in the week or in the month. But I just think it's so interesting that miracles still happen every day, but we're so blinded by them. Maybe it's because we're ungrateful, because they're not happening to our, in our personal lives or whatnot. But if you could answer that really quickly before I throw it over to Christian, why don't we see miracles in this, in this day and age? Like, even when we look at the church setting and whatnot, we often be like, oh, yeah, ain't no more miracles happening. I mean, granted, I think that miracles are still happening. But, you know, from a standpoint, it seems like there aren't any miracles happening. Why is that?
6: Well, you know, really, to be honest, most of it is is according to your faith, and it's and the other thing is actually how you look at it. How do you how are you looking at the things that happen in your life? Are you know, man? Do you realize that it's a miracle that our heart beats the way it does? Do you do you understand that the material that we're made of, in terms of the if you put pull all the chemicals together, um, if we took the chemicals that we're made of and put them together, nothing happens. But God puts all these chemicals together and puts all these um, elements together and he breathes into it and says, live. And we become a living soul and everything is working the way it's supposed to work. To, I mean, if that ain't a miracle, I don't know what is because it's God that makes makes us live. It's in him we live move and have our being. And I think it's all according to how our eyes are set. If your eyes are set that everything is just regular and whatever, and this is not this don't mean nothing, then it's not gonna be a miracle to you. But you know, I start looking for them now. I start looking for the, the things to happen that I pray for. You know, we we put over offering, you know, jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, bills paid off, favorable settlements, checks in the mail, scholarships and grants, lifts, gifts and surprises, finding finding money, blessings and increase. And I'll never be broke another day in my life, right? So we, we declare that over our offering, but we declare that as a prayer and as a, a lifting up of God, right? So somebody, uh, one of my friends was saying they they saw a bag of money. It was about $60 or something like that rolled up or something like that in some kind of a little small bag. The other friend that was there looked at the bag and said, ooh, that's bag. That, that's money. That's money in there, but that's probably drug money. I ain't touching it. The, uh, my friend that was with that other person said, Oh, that's money. Let me get it. I'm going to get it and take it and do what I got to do. But she was made to feel that that money was dirty. So she went and she uh, got some hand sanitizer or something. <laughs> sanitized the hands and sanitized. But you know, money's dirty anyway. And so she tried to wash the money off and blah, blah, blah. And I said, You ought to make the day. I told, you know, she was like testifying about how people can see one thing and they get one thing out of it, but you, they, you see it and it's, your mind is different and you take it and it's a miracle. um, You know, another man's trash is another man's treasure. And there was treasure for her. And I said, besides that, you already declare with us scholarships and money, finding money. You found money. Give God praise. You know, I mean, sometimes, some things, it just depends on how you look at it, man. When your mind is, is set properly, I'm done, I'm done. When your mind is set properly, you see things in a different way and i think if you're a kingdom person you should see things in a different manner god bless
2: No, that's good, Pastor Charles. That's really good because what's interesting is I think you kind of tapped into the meat of the conversation that we're going to have today as well, because I think a lot of times, even with me, we have to change our perspective. We have to change our mind in the way we see things in order for us to see the blessing in it all. And Cap, like I learned that even with going to therapy, and my therapist used to tell me, Mars, you have to change your perspective of how you see things and how do you see people in life, because if you always uh, see them from a one-sided skew of of your life, then you'll never learn to evolve to where they'll be able to bless you. And I even learned that even when I'm um, having conversations with these companies and these people in partnerships that I be working with and stuff like that. If I never open up to understand, you know, how they see things, then I never understand the blessing or the miracle of just me showing up on time with a smile for them. You know what I'm saying? It's a miracle for them. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, Pastor Charles, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And sometimes it's like what other people devalue is probably the blessing for us that can be a miracle. You know what I'm saying? Or what we devalue it is a miracle to somebody else. But yeah, we're going to get into it in just a second. Uh, who's next? Prophet Christian. Prophet Christian, I'm throwing it over to you. Do-do-do-do-do.
7: Well, great morning to the room. To God our Father, to all of God's people. It's another day's journey and we're so glad about it. I am so grateful that we are not consumed hallelujah, by the pleasures of this world, hallelujah. But I'm so grateful because it's the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. And great is his faithfulness. I'm glad to see another day. Um, I'm glad to be alive. The miracle is we are alive and breathing. Ain't nobody saying nothing to God in this room.
9: I'm awesome.
7: And so the miracle is that we woke up and Come on, sir. The miracle is we still have the activities of our limbs. The miracle is God is still God. Amen. And so I am excited to see the fruit of my prayers and to hear that God still answers prayers. And I thank God for the miracle. Mama, hallelujah, um, and her testimony um, concerning her husband and I am still anticipating and in great expectation of the full recovery. Amen. God is still God. And God says, if we call on him and we call for help, he's going to give us a great rescue. And I believe that the Lord is going to give us a great rescue. And this man of God is going to be yet a walking and breathing miracle, and for individuals to know and see that God is still God. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in the room, hallelujah! But nevertheless, I'm supposed to be checking in, I think. Um, but y'all done got me a little stirred up, even the more. Y'all know Thursdays are my days that I am in the presence of the Lord. And uh, yeah, (laughs) this just takes me right on up again um, because he is still, he's still God and he's still good and he's still performing miracles, you know? I know sometimes, you know, the reason why, Prophet. let me answer that question just a tad. I don't even know if I'm going to answer it, but I just want to put this right here. Come on, let God use
2: your man. of God. The
7: real reason why we struggle with, Agreeing with a miracle is because we don't really understand the fullness of what a miracle is. Hmm. We, we, you know, I think you all said it's about the perspective and different things of that sort. But let me ask you this: you know, if he didn't do it, will you still believe that he can? All right, Amen. Okay, let me let me just shut up. <laughs> he's able to do it right so we we that believe we have to put our faith and our trust and i do believe that there's something that says be it unto you according to your faith so i don't know about you but i believe in miracles i believe that god can do anything but fail and 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 he can do whatever i ask him to do because he's god like that so we just have to put our our faith in motion we have to believe the god uh of today and the god of tomorrow and we have to stand firm you can't waver in your faith you can't you can't believe in today because you on high and then when you on low you stop believing y'all quiet amen so we we got to be consistent in our belief and know that he is still going to perform miracles um and I think the song says he's great and he do miracles so great. Okay. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to stay right there in that vein. But today, I don't even know what the weather is outside because I've been in here soaking in the glory. Uh, but it it it's warm in here. <laughs> the sun is shining on the inside of here. Amen. But we're going to get up and get some things going and get them moving. Um, and, uh, we're going to see the, the hand of the Lord move, um, and, and, and all the ways that he's going to move. And, um, here's the miracle. They said it would never happen, but it did. Do we believe that that's a miracle or do we just believe that it just happened? I just want to know. Amen.
2: Well, amen. Amen. Essence, it's on you. Doop.
9: Baby, we all in the band, So let's talk about how I watched so as I'm still a member of my Memphis Church. So I watched service this morning avoid work. Um and she was talking about miracles. Um and, and they they it it was a flow moment, right? And and the word was You know, I am the evidence that God still performs miracles, and that thing blessed me. I will not tell y'all I was downtown, hollering, running around, dancing, all that good stuff, quickening on the bus, all this other stuff, right? So, um, yeah. So, Ebony Ryan is the miracle. You are the miracle. Rain is the evidence. Ryan is the evidence. Roman is the evidence. You are the y'all. Whole family is the evidence that God still performs miracles. So, just want to encourage you with that. Um, But yeah. It's cold. It was 34 degrees this morning when I was going to work. I think it's still about the same. Um, I have not had breakfast this morning because I was late getting to work out. First of all, let's talk about how, number one, I overslept. But then add to the fact that I took my mother's keys on accident. So then I had to walk back to the house to give her the keys. Uh, and uh, walk back to give her the key. And um I ended up being 45 minutes late to work. So, um, we was a little bit rushing this morning, but yeah, I feel amazing. Um, I'm just encouraged about miracles because they're still happening. We are all evidence and proof that God still performs miracles. But the fact that we are living and breathing is a miracle in and of itself. When today was not promised for anybody, somebody didn't wake up. Somebody saw their cooling board this morning. That's all. So, Let me go. I'm at work. Um, Not that
2: coolin' boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
9: somebody didn't wake up this morning, but we did, and that's a miracle in and of itself.
7: So yeah,
2: I, let me let me go because I ah, I know he's all right
7: <laughs> now. Now the miracle in that is you were able to hold a note.
2: See like, now,
7: Christian. See, it's a miracle. <laughs> Daddy right. held
9: the note
7: and we did. We said that you could sing. We said that you can hold the note. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I am the evidence. Essence. You just took me up again. Hallelujah. I am living evidence that he still performs miracles. Y'all ain't saying that.
2: My voice is the evidence that he still is able to perform miracles. Come on. You better clap your hands in here. Lord, have mercy. Y'all ain't talking to nobody. As long
7: as you make a joyful noise unto him, amen. Amen. Unto him.
2: Hallelujah. My noise is joyful, period. To him. Amen. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, we got Miss Kosher checking in. Miss Kosher, it's on you. do
10: Ah uh, just another day that the Lord
2: come on now
10: has kept me come on now don't just another day <laughs> that the Lord has kept me he, he has kept me from all evil with my mind Come on now, coach. On <laughs> just another day that the Lord has kept me one more time, one more time. Just another day that the Lord is keeping me. It's just another day that the lord is keeping me is keeping me from all evil and he's keeping my mind my mind stay on him it is just another day that the Lord
11: is is keeping me that song just just sat on me real quick um good morning good morning do, 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 do. I, uh, hey, um, I only came up because, to be honest, I'm about to head to a funeral, and we all begin to talk about miracles. um, you said something about people not expecting miracles anymore, and I think we limit miracles to just the positive things that we want to see in our life, but miracles are really just ways for God to show. Show himself to people who don't know him. That's another type of miracle. So even in the grief today, I'm going to stand up and say, God is still good. God still sits on the throne. And life doesn't have to be good for God to be great. And that's a miracle in and of itself, finding the joy and the sorrow. Finding your hope to live on tomorrow. Um, it's cold here in North Carolina, but guess what? The love of God is warming my heart, is keeping my feet moving, even heading to a funeral. So that's what I came up here to say. Um, You guys, I think sometimes we forget that, you know, um, to just look, to just look, to look to the hills. um, From what's cometh our help? And that's a miracle in and of itself, to look beyond what we naturally see and to use our spiritual eyes of expectation to say, God, it don't look like what I wanted but I believe that you can do what I need and you'll still be God either way. And I trust you and I know you're here for me. So that's what I wanted to come up and say. Y'all keep me in your prayers. I'm going to pray for y'all. And I thank y'all for letting me have a little mini testimony service moment. God bless you all.
2: And <laughs> Amen. Cause, Hey man, up. Woo. Now, that's exactly what I needed for my check-in. Just another day. I'm going to get it right one day. I'm going to get it right one day. I'm telling you. You're going to be out. Lord have mercy. That's how they be laughing at me when I be on live because I be over here acting a fool. But at least I stayed in my chair today and I ain't get up and run around this office. Amen. <laughs> but no, that really did just bless my soul. It really did. But listen, the time now is 9-12. And everybody has checked in, right? Awesome. Everybody has checked in. So now what we're going to do is we're going to cut into a quick song break. And then we're going to come back with some news and hot topics. We're going to come back with some news and hot topics. Because y'all know, as much as I love being so uh, heavenly minded and knowing everything deep within the heavens and the realm of the spirit, I also like to be aware of what's going on in my own community, in my own backyard, around me, and what's you know what I'm saying, and all the other good stuff. And one of the things that I want to know is what's going on in Alabama. Because Kay Ivy down there sending out checks, they got a rebate check. Kay Ivy said she was sending out a rebate check to all the Alabama taxpayers. I, I started looking at my taxes again, trying to figure out, could I get one of them checks? Because I used to live in Alabama or something like that. But listen, let me cut to my song, and then we coming right right back so we can get into news, hot topics, and then eventually uh, shift the conversation, you know, more into the topics of the day as we have already been hitting on miracles, managing your mind, managing, you know what I'm saying, your perspective and how you see things. You know what I'm saying? Y'all already in the vein. So let me go ahead and cut to this song, and then we coming right right back, all right? All right, let's go.
1: Tell somebody I can feel the pressure lifting. My God, I'm still in the storm, but I still got my strength. I might still be in it, but I got my strength back.
0: I got my strength back.
1: I got the strength to keep on. (laughs) Oh! <laughs>
2: We see it. We see it. We see it. We it. We're going to keep going. All right. We're going to keep going. I just had to get that praise out because all these miracles. Whew. Listen, next signs and wonders going to follow in Jesus' name. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to Waking Up with the Prophet, where we wake up each and every weekday morning with fresh inspiration, motivation, and a little bit of music to start our day. Not sure where you're listening from. If you're on your way to work, coming home from work, already at work, somewhere working out, maybe you called off work today, maybe you don't have a job, maybe you always on the clock. Listen, we still want to make sure that you're starting your day off the right way, meaning with the right people, right conversation, right inspiration, right mindset, right attitude, right spirit, all that good, right stuff. Because I believe by faith that when you start your day out the right way, with a little God, with a little gospel, a little prayer, stuff like that, things tend to go a little bit better. And not saying you're going to have no ups and downs, no bumps and bruises, no aggravations, irritations, frustrations, because you definitely going to have some people trying to get on your nerves. You're definitely going to have some problems. But you know what I'm saying? When you allow God to go throughout your day with you, cover your day, you know what I'm saying? Put problems in his hands. Trust me, those big problems in your eyes are little problems in his hands. Amen? É amen with that being said let's go ahead and get into it it's time for what we call losing hot topics you know what i'm saying in these church streets and these wordless streets because i believe by faith that guess what? i just believe by faith for everything for one anyway but yeah i just believe that we shouldn't be so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good we shouldn't be so focused on getting to heaven that we don't pay attention to how we live our lives on earth you know what i'm saying i believe that it's not about the the quantity of people that you touch but the quality of people that you touch with that being said you know what i'm saying let's just you know catch. Yeah, because I see something real, real interesting, basically, and it's interesting to me because it touches the generation that I'm trying to reach. But at, at the same time, it's uh, it's, it's a, a lot of the principles that I believe in come from the generation that that you know that reached me that that, that came before me. And it's interesting because recently, guys, um, I don't know if y'all pay attention to, you know, the news as much as I do, but there's a case right now going on in the news that a lot of people are paying attention to, um, millennials and younger. And it's the YSL Young Thug case, right? And it's basically a case where a young man, you know, is being tried for his lyrics. And what's interesting about the case is... um. They got some pretty good arguments. You know what I'm saying? I'm not watching the whole trial, the whole whole thing about everything. So I don't know all the trials, you know what I'm saying? The proceedings and statements and whatnot. But from what I'm seeing from Fox Five, the little clips that they're showing me, are real, you know, real stand up arguments type of thing. But I think it's interesting because as I sat down and had a conversation with some of my young peers and some of my people, you know what I'm saying? We were talking about how hip-hop has always been used as a ploy against black people period and now they have even used it this black woman who's actually on i think like forbes top 100 influence influential people of the year for 2023 which is interesting but this black woman has used these these men's these men lyrics to actually put them behind bars you know what i'm saying to so where they're actually facing a trial or rico charge based off of their lyrics now granted whether they did it or not is not my argument. I don't even really care about it because they lyrics said that they killed somebody threw him over a bo- I mean, threw his body in a body bag, threw him over a roof, all this other stuff, you know, they, it's hip hop lyrics. They say all types of crazy vigilante things about how they pop one off on the ops and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I don't personally listen to it. I don't even believe in it like that. So I really don't care. But when we look at how we just celebrated 50 years of hip-hop, and I wish Dr. Patton was in the room. There you go, actually. When we look at how we just celebrated even 50 years of hip-hop, you know what I'm saying, and music in itself, and we look at this trial, and we look at some of the arguments that the DA is trying to throw up and the prosecutor is trying to throw up, but then we also look at some of the defenses that the that the defendant, you know what I'm saying, lawyer is trying to throw up, as well i find myself not only asking my peers but asking myself you know what i'm saying it has hip-hop or has what we've been feeding ourselves been toxic for our community profit making make a little bit more sense okay here i come as we look at hip-hop in itself we realize that it always gives off a kind of vulgar type of culture and we know black people oftentimes listen to it we know, and we've even said in this room, even Bible scriptures say that, so a man think of that, shall he be, and all this other stuff. And one of the arguments was even saying that even the, even though these people may not have done all the killing and drugs and stuff that they talk about and they rap, it still projects a certain lifestyle to even, you know, the people that are quote unquote in this YSL gang or in the black community or in suburban Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of what they were saying. So I, when I bring this question to you guys, you know, just to start off light, you know what I'm saying, to start off this conversation, I want to know: Do you think that lyrics for hip hop for songs, period, have been detrimental to black communities? You know what I'm saying? Because I necessarily don't. I think you know what I'm saying. Music has always been somewhat of an art and somewhat of a storytelling thing like one of the one of the uh, lawyers said i mean it's always been a way of people to express their art and what they see in real life i never thought it would be a way to necessarily always influence us to do something so i never thought that it would be detrimental so i want to know from you guys perspective do you think that hip-hop has been detrimental and do you think that this music even if they're not talk, even if they didn't do the crimes of killing somebody, throwing somebody over the uh the balcony or whatever the case may be, do you think that people should probably punish them or stop them from putting this music out because it influences negative behavior? Anybody can jump in right there. Well, good morning. Let, let good morning, Doctor let, let, let me let me let me <laughs> say this let me say this
12: really quickly. Um, I think that when we look at the origins of hip-hop versus what we got now that's not even close, kind of like what I said about Azusa. Uh, we, we, we talk about Azusa a lot, but we're not even close to what God did in those times because of what it took to get those things to happen to be birthed. So it, it should be noted that with the case that you basically, um, you know, you're talking about, the reason why it, it even has legs the way that it does It's documented proof that YSL is a criminal organization. That's one. Second thing is, don't sleep on the fact that Fonnie Willis, who is basically leading the RICO charge against President Trump for his foolishness in Georgia. Right. don't, Don't think she got some stuff that she can just say, we just got lyrics. It's more than the lyrics. What they have also is, they have people that can cooperate the things that these guys said in the lyrics. Here's the other part we gotta understand. Hip-hop has loosely been the soundtrack of things that actually happened. <laughs> 50 Cent takes his name from a guy in New York that used to rob people, and he was a little short dude, and he called himself 50 Cent. Okay, so art in that world can't imitate life from, a, from, from that point. So the difference is, what's the difference if Steven Spielberg, or I'm sorry, make that uh, Stephen uh, King, write all them crazy books that he wrote, uh, than a rap song, like in the uh, in, in comparison to what the, the artists that you're talking about in Atlanta? Well, here's the difference. There's no witnesses coming and saying that they saw him uh, do, do some crazy stuff that he wrote in his books. So that's what's collab- corroborating the, the, the situation with the case is because they got witnesses, and then we got your own confession verbatim to what you stupid but wrapped in the song. <laughs> that's the that's issue, okay? So, real gangsters, as we learn, because I'm, I mean, I, I'll be 50 in two years, a year and a half, depending on how how fast I'm counting, because my 49th birthday is in May. So, I'm of the hip hop generation, I'm of that first tier of hip hop music. That didn't just glorify only sex, drugs, and and just crazy stuff, right?
2: Money, sex, and weed.
12: Yeah. So it it turned on its head when in 1987, 1988, when NWA and not just them, but others, Too Short, Ice T, those kind of cats was able to make records
2: that basically wasn't even on mainstream radio, but you know but then if you think about it though dr Patton, they always wrapped what they seen in their community they Absolutely. always rapped about you know the oppression of their community whether it was killing of the police whether it was uh, the 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 profiling of the police that's why nwa came out with after police Absolutely. because there was so it, much- was a, it was a song that needed to be
12: said at the time but now as much as they could be prophetic with f the police but dope man and all the other stuff that they wrote was counterintuitive. And and here's who I, and I never hardly ever do this with this guy, but I applaud Dr. Umar Johnson for what he said when you watch this interview. I, I referenced this, I think the last time kind of Lucy talked about this, where he basically is tearing down the celebration of hip hop because he says, what has it really done for our community? Like he normally would come and you know, talk about the black church and all the ties that we them took up. This is the first time that in a probably in a long time because i think um what's the Tipper gore and see the see the tucker and those type of people tried to do something about hip-hop lyrics in the 90s and we tuned them out uh and every time we have this conversation the rap artist tunes us out and most of us that like the music tune it out too because we consume it but there's an artist by the name of d1 uh type his instagram up dee one music follow him That young man has become an apostle and prophet to the hip-hop industry. He's calling out Rick Ross and Joe Budden and all these old dinosaur guys that's been in the game for the stuff that they have written and put out there. He's He's been an artist for 10 years, independently. And the the industry have not promoted him, but God has put him in a situation to where his music is being put out there. And he is challenging a lot of the stuff that you're saying. So he is proof positive that there are a lot of young hip hop, young people that are making the music that should be put out there. But mainstream, and here's where you're right, Prophet, those mainstream record companies that are white men, that and even when they let a couple Black dudes beat executives like Jay-Z and some others that are bona fide sellouts because they can get a check, uh, they helped to, to, to basically push the narrative of these negative things. And also, where we don't, i say this to be quiet, where we don't have an excuse anymore is that the artist has way more controls than they've ever had because of digital music what happened in the mid 90s with Napster and a lot of those things that then evolved to now being able to stream and control your content and those kind of things now the music business got back in front of it now because with the streaming the artist is making even less money than when you could actually buy a CD so that that's the part that when you really look at all the nuances and all the different aspects of how music is being sold and how the information is being disseminated there's even more pressure on artists to do the nuttiest and craziest things to get their attention so when you understand it from that perspective has hip-hop been irresponsible yes but as a consumer base are we just as equally irresponsible yes (laughs) because we consumed it they wouldn't make this stuff that they make if we didn't write, if we didn't buy it, or if we didn't go to the concerts, and if we didn't buy the T-shirts, and if we didn't uh, flock to the some of the designer stuff um, that they rap about in their music.
2: But that's the thing, though. Part of it is our reality, which is why I think so many people enjoy it. Like, let's be honest. People i mean there are a lot of people that don't like sexy red but there are so many people that do like her because they can relate to her granted i believe that she is bad for the community i believe that she needs to go sit her little ugly self down. i mean it's hard to call it like that but you know what i'm saying i just i when we look at okay if, if what we're consuming shapes our mind, shapes our thoughts shapes our reality then that's something i wouldn't want my child my kid or even me to consume because i would want it shaping that type of reality for me now, maybe that's just me. That's why well, I can say, even if I, do even if I do listen to hip hop, even if I do listen to hip hop, that's what I'm gonna go listen to. I'm gonna listen to Jay-Z. Why? Because Jay-Z put bars in his, in his music that says, okay, well, this is what you should do. This is how you could be. You know what I'm saying? He even said that when they did the interview with him, saying, okay, well, would you have a, a sit down meeting with him or $50,000 or $100,000, whatever the case may be? He said, if you go listen to his music, You know what I'm saying? You could get everything that you need to know from there. But we can't say that about a lot of our other artists in our culture because they didn't put things in their music to edify us, but they put things in their music that will actually relate to the culture of what people are actually going through now, which is a struggle and which is their desire to be ratchet.
12: Well, but I don't think Jay-Z is is the the person that you hold up to that. In particular, the movie he's about to release in spring <clears throat> that basically is so sacrilege it's probably worse than the last temptation of christ uh that came out in the 80s so that that would be a no for me when it comes to Z. now is he talented and successful absolutely um but just because you're talented and you can put together bars don't mean that your content really glorifies anything that puts uh our people and the culture in a space that says um you know uh this is
2: the guy to look to pastor, pastor Pat, I asked a question on Pastor Pat. I asked a question on Facebook that says something about how do we attract a younger generation or whatnot to our God and to the church and to the life that we're supposed to live as black kings and queens and whatnot right one so of the people comment under that said. We need real Black men and real Black role models in our community, back in our homes and our relationships. If we think about that from what our young kids are looking up to and watching, I would more relate to someone like Jay-Z versus someone like Young Thug, even when it comes to listening to their music, only because in my eyes, Young Thug's music will not edify me. It's gonna talk about living in the trap. It's gonna talk about selling weed. It's gonna talk about, you know what I'm saying? We got two straps and we finna roll out. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, when I look at Jay-Z, Jay-Z ain't talking about that. Jay-Z talking about um, how we get up on the system of the white I man.
13: Mean, yeah, right, what exactly what right Jay-Z is- are you listening to? Cause if we going back from the beginning, you are talking about that jay-z you guys are looking at and i'm calling him new jay-z because he had to tighten up and be about his <laughs> business to make certain sales money okay you right, money. Okay. If a nigga okay looks broke you're not going to follow that broke looking you okay, know why because right, it looks like he has no money don't nobody want to follow nobody looking broke that's why some people don't want to follow some of the saints y'all broke busted and disgusting. come on now that's the word that's that the way? word people are attracted by what they see that is why you can't grab the attention of these young people when it comes to the positive things because the rappers are showing you this is the fast life this is the this is the fast money you can get it overnight we gonna rob a nigga for 20k now we up the next day that's what they are pushing it looks fun it looks cute but they're not telling them you can lay down behind that 20k you may not make it out that lick that's what they're not teaching they're showing them the glamour of the scam
12: well money but who does that sound like though who does that sound like
13: a whole lot of people child which which area we hitting?
12: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, that sounds like the devil. That's what the devil
13: does. Absolutely, he makes it look
12: it, it looks so, wonderful. So, so, so let let's make sure that we, we, we break it down from this phrase. And I love what you said about Jay. At the same time, I think that artists like Jay Z that have stood the test of time for nearly thirty years they they have stood the test of time because they're supremely talented and connected based on certain deals and things they've made. But he, there is an evolution to his music. I think that one of the things. I, I, I'm not a fan of his, but I could be uh, critical from a space of saying his Blueprints albums uh, were, were influential from a space of, in the tradition of just being an MC and just hip hop, right? So I, there are certain things that he's done that I can appreciate in that regard. And then there's other things that he's done that has been sacrilege on purpose that he did because when he, to call yourself Jehovah uh, and, and, and and basically uh, touting yourself as someone to be worshipped uh, is nothing new. And, and, and from a spiritual standpoint of what we saw in Scripture where Nebuchadnezzar and, and, uh, and Pharaoh and those kind of types wanted to be God, right? And that's why they were brought low. So, so, but but from that perspective, you also must understand that when you ask the question about how to influence young people, well, Jesus came in a way that he was not rich But what he said in his content is what drew people. And I really believe that there is a hunger and remnant of young people that if you draw them with the content, again, D1, Bizzle, uh, Bino, there's a bunch of hip hop artists out there that are Christian and not Lecrae, by the way. Uh, and no shame. I was gonna I, say a
2: lot of them niggas Muslim.
12: You sure uh, No, 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 no. Look, look them up. Bizzle is not a Muslim. Bino is not a Muslim. Muslim, and neither is D1. All these men are professing Christians. And when you listen to their lyrics, you can tell that they are. So from that perspective, We don't have the excuse to be as ignorant as we were 25 years ago because we could only hear the music that we saw on the radio. Now, I studied uh, broadcast communications in college. I remember when there were artists trying to get on, uh, all the record companies would send all these free promotional records and CDs just for you to play the music. Maybe that you might hear something that you like, and you might decide to play it on the radio, and then the song catches buzz, and then the artist catches buzz, and then their career takes off. It's different now in the space of the digital uh, media because if you build a platform and a following on your own, which is nothing new, by the way, a lot of artists back in the day did it, too. They just didn't have the benefit of the Internet. It's a little bit easier now because you can click on your phone and you got everybody. Most everybody got a smartphone so you can you can find these artists if you're looking for them. But if your appetite is for destruction, if your appetite is for stuff and, and the person was right talking about parents and fathers being in the home, but you gotta have healthy parents. Like at least in our day and before that, there was certain stuff that even if your daddy was a drunkard and a heroin addict, it was certain stuff you weren't gonna listen to because children don't need to do that. We lost that. We've lost that that sense of protectionism from a space of the stuff that we let our kids hear and see. Because when you listen to that music, on the way to work just because your radio is on the hip-hop station and they're playing these sexually explicit violently laced lyrics and the kids can speak those things word for word but but now we're down on the church structure of teaching them scripture and teaching them how to pray and those kind of things but you can teach them those kind of lyrics then the contradiction is the fact that many of us in our community have forsaken the value structure of truly training up a child in the way that should go on top of these conversations that we have about child support and 50-50 and baby mama, baby daddy, all this other crap. So when we really break it down, again, we are the catalyst to our own bondage from a space of the stuff that we consume and the stuff that we know is right versus the stuff that we do is right. There is the difference.
2: Will, I see you came up. Go ahead, man. Good morning. I know you're in the music industry, too. So hey,
14: man. man. Yeah. To Good go morning, home. everybody. I am just wanted to chime in on this. You know, I was just going to say, to me, the music doesn't push the lifestyle. You know, the lifestyle pushes the music. And and if I think about it, there are more, many more positive, uh, if, if you want to go that route and use those terms, positive versus negative, for the sake of the argument. There are many more positive uh, rappers out there or entertainers out there. It's entertainment. Uh, you know, the audience is going to find their entertainment. And you can't, so really what you get into is an argument about censorship. And you try to debate whether or not people should be able to say what they want to say based on life experiences, based on fairy tales, based on fantasies, what have you. But the reality of it is that's never going to happen, and we also have options. It's like a buffet. We can choose to ingest whatever we want. We can we listen to anything we want. It just resonates with some people. It's just it's just the way it is. Some people live a reality that others can't relate to. Some people like it's like some of these video games that people play where you're out here murdering and you're doing. Your, it's fantasy. It doesn't mean that everybody is going to go out here and act out based on you know listening to. Thanks. derogatory lyrics. I can listen to it all day long, but I have enough sense that I'm not going to go, you know, rob a corner store. I'm not going to go, you know, try to gank out of ATM to spruce up my house. You know, it's, it's like common sense. People who are going to do devious things are probably going to do it anyway, whether or not they listen to the hip hop. In fact, they're probably out here making their own hip hop songs. So, you know, it's, it's exactly. just one of those things that I, again, I just feel like, you know, the, the music doesn't push the
12: lifestyle. It, it's the other way around. Well, the only thing, the only caveat I would disagree with that will is this. I, I think that there is a there is a and, and this the nuance is that certain people are going to do they they didn't need NWA to sell crack because they already saw it right because crack right. sales started in the early 1980s and really honestly it was it's free basing is older than that right but when you understand it from a space of the minds that hadn't made their, they hadn't necessarily made up their mind what they want to be and what they will be. That part is still an undercurrent. And then also, as you stated, uh, while it's true that lifestyle pushes narrative and then we rap about what we see or what we know, at the same time, there is a tradition in hip hop, whereas when uh, Grandmaster Flash uh, and The Furious Five wrote uh, The Message, they didn't write, write rap about glorify the conditions they lived in they rapped about saying that hey i see all these things happening and these things need to change so really it is in the in the eye of the beholder and the artist what canvas they create and what they paint so when you when you explain it from that that space the demonization is not the fact that the artist has the right or don't have the right or the the critique is that it's not that the, the artists don't have the right to write what they see and what they feel. It's more or less, as you stated, the 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 the, the serving volley in between the audience, their appetite, and what artists actually write. Because I just named three artists that some of y'all ain't never heard of. And if you hear of them, because I had never heard of them until I saw, I mean, just scrolling through Instagram, and, and then hearing some of their content, like, whoa, dude can rap, let me follow this cat. Because of what he's saying, and the, i mean so- Patton, what do you do to find those people look up inspirational rappers let me look hey, i don't know rappers. i don't i don't know how they came in my timeline because i mean I, i'm a big music guy so there's a lot of different musical uh genres that come across my timeline i mean i play drums in, in high school and college so there's a lot of professional drummers that i follow That and you gotta think about it this of world it. the
2: society that we live in they don't even promote positivity like they promote ratchet i don't see korean hot thorn getting promoted like uh sexy red getting promoted no you don't but the thing (laughs) about
12: it but 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 that's by design and and that and that's the beast so from that perspective when you understand that and that goes back to the the poll question that you took on your on your facebook where you where the person talked about family structures being one of the guiding principles of not necessarily stopping it, but at least giving an alternative or an explanation. Even when we was growing up as kids in the 80s and 90s, you know, you had PG movies and rated R movies. Or then it went to PG-13 where you had to, it was recommended that a parent was there to, to, to help to watch or to guide or to disseminate the information. Uh, that was to keep them out of legal trouble. But we know parents weren't doing that stuff all the time. A lot of the stuff we've had to figure out on our own. So I think that the narrative that artists are not responsible for the content that they put out there—that I disagree with. That I think there is an equal responsibility in what is consumed and what is made. So let me ask you this, Doctor Patton. Goes. Let me before, let me let me just interject here. So
14: if, if you were to hold that, because people who are artists, writers, singers, musicians, whatever it is, you write based on inspiration. You sing based on inspiration. Whatever you have to apply. If we call this entertainment you would have to apply that same standard to every vein of entertainment why aren't you we're not out here telling people who write documentaries or who write horror movies or movies where people are killing people or movies about being in the hood and this you're not telling them that you can't do that everything has the ability to influence culture so you can't say that because music is more ubiquitous maybe because we hear songs more times than we see a movie it's still all entertainment so if you censor this area then there's a responsibility at that point to censor in another area because it's all influential. But I never said censorship. I'm calling it censorship because when you say they have a responsibility to be responsible, what you're basically saying is that they have to tamp down the message that
12: they're giving to. No, let let me be clear on what I said. What I said was that I can't stop the content that people create, but what I can do as a consumer, when I see exactly what I'm about to consume, I can make the choice to change the channel or not buy the ticket. That's what I'm saying. And I agree and, with that. I agree so, with that. So, th- so that—that's what I said. So, so from that perspective, then when the consumer has equal responsibility, and if somebody not buying your music, then what you gonna do if you wanna if you wanna get on? You gonna change your style up so that the people, whatever the appetite of the people is, then that's what you write to. So that's to your point. Uh, the, because nobody ever tells uh Hollywood not to make uh paranormal demonic movies. I can't tell them not to, but here's what I can do: I cannot buy a ticket, I cannot watch it. You know, that's the part I can control from a personal responsibility standpoint. Now, can I speak to what's going on in the industry and why people do it? Absolutely. I think that it's nothing wrong with being that's how speak out, of bro. what
2: that's those things look out. like that's and why how we speak out to I, 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 think I think that's fair. prophet Christian, what you were saying? How long? What I'm saying is
7: that's how we speak out to Hollywood when we don't show up to the to the movie. <laughs> yeah. And you the world tells them that ain't the one. They got to do something different. That's how you speak out when you don't purchase. We are the consumers. So it doesn't really matter what they put out. It's a matter of are you going to purchase it? Are you going to continue listening to that? So we have a choice in the matter. It's up to us.
14: And that's a very valid point. And see, and so the reality is, and I think that that's how most people deal with it, but you don't stop those who want the, uh, who want that line of entertainment. It doesn't stop them. And so your counseling doesn't outpower, uh, you know, the ones who go out in droves to support it. And so you're really not getting movement there, unless it's like a collective movement uh, for a specific cause. But if it's just, you know, to you know, avoid having certain types of music and such, it is really like, where's that balance? Are you ever gonna find that by you boycotting, it's not really doing anything to the lining of the pockets of those who are putting out the content because they have their audience.
2: I think it's interesting because you're right, it doesn't stop anything, but at the same time, it doesn't even help us promote, you know, more of the positive side. Because that's what I'm thinking of if if that's the case, then with all of us, then how do we then promote more of the positive side? Because what they're saying is even from what we have now from hip hop, guess what? It promotes us in a negative light. Not only does it promote us in a negative light, but it is influencing us in a more negative light. Like even as you think about the evolution of how I keep going forward, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't. <laughs> ain't like we get new uh, Tupacs. You know what I'm saying? We get sexy reds. Ain't like we get uh, new Queen Latifas. No, <laughs> we get new Dionne Wardocks. No, Man, we get sexy reds.
12: Since we are, they're not being promoted. That's the issue.
4: Right. let's think a Rhapsody is a is a very similar rapper to. Uh, Queen Latifah, then there's Wale and other ones that that are, they have like some kind of commercial appeal, but they just don't have a lot of uh, radio play, right? Um, but it's it's all about what's um, being played on radio or what's being done on TikTok. Radio, I don't even know how revelant, uh, relevant radio is so much now as social media is. You know, I think if it wasn't for TikTok, Megan Thee Stallion wouldn't be Megan Thee Stallion just be 100. Um, a lot of these people out here that's doing well, um, making music and it's being played on, you know, because of that, you know, social media appeal. But uh, some folk just just whack, you know what I mean? And some people isn't. Like, you think about it too. When we were younger and our parents or our parents' parents were hear Queen Latifah or would hear Wu-Tang or whatever they call it, gibberish or that did boobity you know they, they didn't really you know respect it as art or as music They you know they like Bobby Womack and, and and Cameo and all them other people but think about this when Cameo came out the previous generations thought that was terrible music so I think we're just at that age where as music progresses and changes we just don't we can't get with it because of what our ears are so used to hearing, what was comfortable to our ears. And so we can't, you know, adjust to whatever else is kind of, you know, new per se. So that's why I think too. But
12: Jay, why you're talking about styling more so than content, I think the argument with hip-hop is about content more so than you know, styling. And I, I, I can trek with, because again, being a child of the 80s, you know, Cameo and, and, and their challenge and other groups like them was because you had less live instrumentation. Uh, Stevie Wonder in the 70s, because he was so far ahead of everybody, introduced certain sounds that didn't sound like the traditional uh, instrumentation of, 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 of uh, you know, certain instruments. But we got used to it because once you get to the late 80s, mid, mid to late 80s, and you get New Jack Swing, Kind of created between Terry, uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, and um, I can see his face. Um, uh, Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley. You have you have a different sound that's still funky. The '70s produced, produce, and you are from Ohio. What four or five, you know, funk groups in one area, right? And then you throw in the gospel scene because you know Toledo, Ohio, is right across the way from Detroit. We know what Detroit music did not only secularly but in the church as well. What you have is a perfect storm of musicianship that somebody like myself, that when I hear this generation, it's not about the style. And I'm not saying some of it is not even musically catchy. I'm just saying that the change of the content and how we produce music is different. And to Prophet Christian's point, yes, the consumer has a responsibility but when the consumer is influenced about what's cool because they don't know any better, in particular, young people, their front little brains, frontal lobes ain't even developed yet to understand what that should be. So that's where parental guidance should be, uh, the, the the driving force of influence. But if mom and daddy them like ratchet stuff, then what you think the baby's going to like? They're going to like it, too. But I, I, I don't, I don't, don't think, think this... this. Don't don't
14: don't think that those young people are not listening to good stuff too. I mean, you got good examples of people who do listen to what we would call wholesome music, but then they change it up so that it, it caters and panders to, to their demographic. I mean, you think about cases like Beyonce taking the Clark sister's song, Church Girl. I mean, you think about uh, a okay. uh, prophet, you mentioned um, Dionne Warwick. Well, she just had a whole new resurgence with Doja Cat's Paint the Town Red. I mean, so more and more young people hear about Dionne Warwick. Now she's probably the most wholesome figure in music. Um, but you, you take that that bass and then you kind of really twist it to you know more nefarious lyrics and all that you add in there. And so even what was wholesome by today's standards as JY was saying, the, the music has just changed and people want more. They want a different type of substance than what was given back in the day.
4: And if, if, if you're talking about lyrical way. too, um those songs by like Parliament and all them and and uh when Bootsy came out or whatever, had some very um, aggressive lyrics, you know? Um, they, they, like now, at that time, those lyrics seemed very aggressive and very suggestive. And now what we're hearing is like, it's almost to the point of, there's no artistry that's hidden behind it. Like, I didn't know the song by, uh, what was it? Oh, crap, what's the dude's name? Oh. Uh, Grandmaster Flash had a song called White Lines. I didn't know that was about cocaine. You know what I mean? And like... I mean, so it's called songs, White Lines. What you think, J.Y.? White Lines. I didn't know that was about cocaine. <laughs> okay. There's some other songs that's out there that was about um other stuff that was, you know... Shoot, this dude Marvin Cease has some candy liquor. Like, they had some songs that was just uh, that just was a little progressive compared to what People are used to and like now, you know. As we hear other music, and you're talking about, um, I'm out of town. rolling with my round, my mm, pink, my whole mm, oh, brown. Like, like this is on the radio. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow, why? why would you do that? This is on the radio. <laughs> there's no that, and and like this, we're hearing this everywhere. It's on social media. There's no, there's no, there's no artistry that kind of hides it. It's like it's here. Like, take it. You know, when you was younger and when you was, your parents used to have to hide their, your vegetables and other food or be really, cre- really creative to give you certain things so you when There's no creativity in it. Like, you're hearing it is as it is, and it's disgusting. Let out.
14: And why would a song like WAP ever be approved to be on the radio? I just still can't understand. Yes, it. Like, Exactly.
4: God.
12: Why would that ever be okay? <laughs> because of the gatekeepers. Again, you got un- you understand the gatekeepers that want to filter that message into our communities, and 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 not only just the black community, but just the communities at large. And and you see that white parents, man, they look they they got a whole different standard in certain cases. Not not in all cases, but certain cases that some of us as black parents do. But but the, but the, again, the issue is that. When these things make it to radio and we don't say anything to the programming managers and iHeart and all these conglomerates that have the control to put this stuff out there, then they're gonna keep doing it. And if the ratings are still strong and it still make money,
2: well, you know. I mean, what? but that's what our numbers show that it supports. I ain't gonna cap. I'm, I'm a social media analytics marketing guy. If our numbers show that it supports this foolishness, over this positivity guess what they're gonna do they're gonna continue to put their money behind it just like consumers are gonna do if this is where the market company is gonna put their money behind to promote guess what they're gonna spend their money on that's stupid and in the late 80s early 90s we
12: had a we had which was to me the last gasp of the not necessarily positivity but the diversity of the art form i, I i'm not i'm not expecting hip-hop to be like church okay but at least between 88 to about 92, you could hear Public Enemy on the radio just like you could hear something that was completely just out there, like uh, uh, a, a two live crew album, clean uh, a song cleaned up, right? You could hear Doo-Doo Brown on the radio and, and still hear Fight the Power. We don't have that anymore. Everything is Doo-Doo Brown. Everything is Booty Holes and Pinks and, you know, I could do it to you this way, this and that and third. Right. So the problem is that we don't have the diversity that allows people to see life and culture from a lot of different lenses and nuances.
2: But does that come from patent? I would say, though, because I can agree with you. But then that goes back to the original statement that I said that comes from the origin of what we're consuming. Remember, this whole thing is about, you know, what I'm saying what we see, what we keep saying and then how it affects our reality. If this is what we keep encountering, you know what I'm saying? Then how do we expect, you know, Black men, Black artists to rap about or sing about anything else if this is all they see in their community? Well, I mean, but again, I think
12: that sacred cow has got to die. Because, like I said, back in the day when hip-hop started, artists that wrote things just about partying and having a good time and aspiring to be better was in just as worse conditions, you know? Because, again, when Grandmaster Flash says broken glass everywhere and he's talking about junkies in the alley and pimps walking around like they just don't care, he's not glorifying that. He's telling what the scene is. And then he begins to talk about how he's really trying to survive, how he's trying to do something positive so that the jungle doesn't take him over or take him under. Right. So from that perspective, then what's different? Than what we've been going through already. Nothing. We just decided that hey, if they gonna pay us to be foolish and be buffoons and coons, then we'll we'll take the check, and, and that's that's the part that we're afraid to really lift up and be honest about because we do have a choice in, in a lot of sense. Now, influence is one thing, right? And 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 I, and I get that, but at the same time, when we have attacked, in particular, the hip hop community. And those of that of the Gen X and Gen Z generations and millennials, and therefore, we have allowed the, the, the culture to attack the systems that have been tried and true. I ain't saying that the church has been perfect, but, you know, most times, if we're honest, and we talk about a lot of the different advancements of the community, the church is leading the charge if we understand it from a historical standpoint, they don't mean that Motown didn't have its its, its contributions. Don't mean that Malcolm X and certain different aspects of other parts of black culture, be it music, be it uh, social justice, uh, be it uh, uh, education, be it medicine, all the different things that encompasses culture and not just religion and faith. But we're the only culture to a large degree that has basically turned its guns on one of the, Uh, premier uh, cogs that have moved our culture forward. Now, like I just said, Umar Johnson and D1 and other artists are finally starting to step to the forefront and be prophetic to its own genre. And there are people in the church that is doing the same thing to try to clean up the riffraff and the ignorance and, and evil that has been going on within its ranks. But those things are not discussed widely enough, more so than what's wrong with it versus what's right with it. I think that's that's an issue that we have to also lift up too.
14: Hey, Doctor Patton, I want to say one thing because you, you you have mentioned and it's duly noted about you know the impact on culture and us being more discerning. But I think that there still is an anomaly in all of this too, because for many people and many consumers of the music, it's relevancy. It's like what people can relate to. But there's also the whole other aspect that it's just a fascination with our culture we can't forget that really the movement and the drive and and what allowed uh hip-hop to be so successful in the early days was the support of the suburban white kids i mean they really drove hip-hop to another level and honestly can be really responsible for making it become more mainstream. So it wasn't even about their culture. It was just really about a fascination with their culture and they still play a huge part in the dollars that are spent today. So it, it has a much bigger impact and reach beyond, you know, just black culture. It's the whole movement out there now, because of the fascination with us as a Back. people who we are, the life that they Back. could never relate to. And they hear about this stuff going on in our village, It's like, wow, that's a whole nother world. Let me glean let me find out more about this, you know. So it's it's a whole nother aspect to even look at.
2: Facts, I ain't gonna cap. Will what? you know how how true that is, dude? You know Travis Scott was just up here, right? Yep. And the day Travis Scott was up here doing his concert, I was leaving uh the Georgia World Congress Center for the SEC Championship. It was the day right before. When I tell you, I seen more white kids out there. And this I is Atlanta. more white <laughs> college students out there than black people no cap it was more white kids out there than i think i seen black kids now the the the, the dynamic could have shifted all the black people could have probably been on the other side of the stadium or something else but i know from the side that i was going to from the congress center to the the marta station it was number white kids
14: and this is a lot because this is atlanta right so in a city that's that is predominantly black it's certain demographics, except certainly certain parts. But when a rap artist or whatever's in town and you see most of the people there, you know, are white, I mean that says a
2: lot in a predominantly black city. It does. It really, really does. But what's crazy is it's not shaping their future like it is ours. They wanna live that life. They wanna say nigga, but guess what? They don't they don't <laughs> they don't deal with what we're rapping about was a lot Tra- of his, fascination.
4: I don't think Travis Scott really has a strong black appeal to his 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 music to be honest. I think it's he he's more of a his sound is definitely more of a borderline alternative sound per se. Um so that's why like he does a lot of festivals like you know the Astro World when he did but he rolling loud and those things. A lot of us don't go to Rolling Loud for some reason. Um you know um, we, had a, we had a concert we had a uh, one here in uh, Austin which is pretty big called Austin City Limits and um, Kendrick Lamar was there but the majority of the people that was there at the, the uh, festival was of the Caucasian persuasion you know so Travis Scott was here too not long ago um, white kid hop up on the stage and he hold the white kid up but don't get in trouble you know the kid don't get kicked off by security and stuff so you know he has that mosh style music too, so yeah. That's why you didn't see a lot of us there. But then that also
2: makes me think, is it a money thing too? Because when you think about those festivals and stuff like that, JY, I mean, granted, I have been privileged to go to plenty, but I ain't never had to pay for one. Because them some them two hundred, three hundred dollars, four hundred dollar tickets for one day, two days experience. Granted you get to see a lot of concerts. You have a lot of things uh, you know, with that, but eh, I don't I don't think I ever invest, you know what I'm saying, a good three hundred, four hundred dollars on an experience like a festival. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. And granted, I tell people all the time, it's hard to say what you won't do when you haven't been exposed to doing it. But even being exposed to going to the festivals and
4: stuff like that, eh yeah. There's a festival going so. on around the corner from my house, um, in the part of Austin where I live. I live in north Austin, it's called Huddle. Um, Erica Badu is headlining uh outdoor festival this weekend, um, but you got a whole bunch of other like Thundercat and other people that um, Maciego, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, Maciego or whatever, you know, but it's a other bunch of people in that kind of that genre that's going to be there. So now that genre kind of has a lot of us in there, but it also has a lot of kind of a, you know, new modern type hippies as well. So, um, I don't know, but that's actually a, a whole weekend festival in December, in um, <laughs> in Texas. So, yeah. I, I was going to say to
12: Will's point that he made I, 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 about about the white consumers and influence. That's that didn't start with hip hop. They go, they go, that goes all the way back to when they started doing the uh, Vaudeville shows and blackface, where they would take what they perceived as our culture and copy it and pay us very little and then pay white people more money. That's still happening right now. That's that's why Sexy Red won't make the same money as uh, Iggy Azalea or why Cher make more money, Madonna would make more money than certain black artists that did the same stuff, made four times what Tony Braxton made being naked. So the problem is that we forget the totality of the historical aspects of music and culture because the jazz musicians, when they started, uh, when jazz and blues was started by us, it was, it was just something we did. And then when it caught on and white audiences started uh, patronizing other venues, then that's where the control happened. So that, this, this whole thing, again, is nothing new. It just reinvents itself in a different way, and when it reinvents itself in a different way, then we only have a lens of what's ha- hot now or what hip hop is now. And the problem with hip hop, uh, it is, it is, it is not evolved. It is, uh, is, uh, is uh, descending down to the highest levels of the creativity of what the art form was when it first started. And I think that there is really is high time for another jolt of creativity in black music and culture and world culture to be quite frank with you. And I, I think that when we miss that creativity and it descends down to what we see it now, there's gonna be a time and, and you said this earlier, prophet, like because of you being a person, that, that does social media marketing. There's gonna be a time that people are gonna start to reject because once they, once they hear uh, the music from 40 years ago or 50 or 60 or 70 years ago, and they compare it to now, some young person is gonna be influenced by that artist, right, and they're gonna start to create their own version of it, and it's gonna get popular again. All of it is cyclical, and as you stated, I think, in my opinion, it is an agenda to influence people's minds. I I believe that, Uh, and it's always have been, but the dollars will always come or be thrown to the stuff, the trends of what people are actually doing. No different than any other business or any other uh, thing with life, is that when money is involved, well, where are they spending the money? Why do they they do case studies? Why do they do research and development in a lot of different industries? Because They're researching what people do and what their patterns are and what their weak spot or what's going to be the thing that's going to pump supply and demand. And let's put our money there. And until we recognize that, then the stuff that we're discussing right now is not going to change because these artists are going to do what they're bought and paid for to do, which ain't much, by the way. And the influence that they're looking for it's gonna be based on, hey, if you're willing to play ball the way we want you to, then we'll give you this.
14: And Dr. Patton, I agree with you 100% when you say that there's gonna be somebody come along and reach back in the past and bring it up to age, because really what will happen then is it becomes a new sound and people are gonna to gravitate to that because it stands out against everything else that's out and you will be new, even though it's a fallback or throwback to the old days. So I definitely believe, um, you know that that will definitely happen. It's just, uh, b- but I think that 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 will then be seen as creativity when it's just really a recycling. But it will still be refreshing nonetheless.
12: And, and actually, it's kind of happened a little bit. Uh, Bruno Mars is definitely a, 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 an example to that uh, because when you listen to his albums and his music, man, you feel like you're in the 1990s. I mean, when you listen to certain things that he's done from a musical standpoint and then the content of what he writes right um is you can if you just pick it out of a lineup and you just got kind of to sample a couple things i ain't saying everything he he does is just that cool but i'll pick it because it's like you know what 24 karat, uh, whatever that thing is or you know where you at i mean i, mean, I can i can i can find to that that ain't that bad compared to what's out there if i just want something different Right.
14: And I really believe like the opportunity you're saying we need more creativity and music in general. And I think, you know, your point was and J.Y. and a couple earlier were saying, you know, how people are really, you know, to paraphrase, bound to record companies, bound to the industry, bound to people who are footing the bill. But these days you have more and more independent artists who really don't want to sign. People are realizing that, you know, I was going to say that. Yeah, signing with a label really is
2: not where it's at.
4: You know, you I was don't, about to say know. that. I was going to ask that too. Like, why? Yeah. remember I remember growing up. Like, getting signed was a huge ordeal, and now folk is like trying to do it without being signed. And I wonder, like, what? What where was? What where did that shift come from? Like, why is it almost like, like for instance, I'm, TLC girl, losing all that money? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that girl, Glorilla, she um when she signed with um. Yo, Gotti, and I remember I saw it on social media and every, she was so happy on this little plane and everyone else, and then all the comments, people was like, oh, Lord, I'm scared. Oh, Lord, I'm nervous. Oh, this and the other. And I was like, when that shift? Because it was a big deal to be signed. And now it's yeah. like, it's almost like it's a it's the bad side of the, of, of the business. It's the well,
12: because more artists have gotten unplugged from that matrix, and the ones that, Sometimes they start out independent and then they can command more money up front because of what they've already produced. Where they can, you know, get a nice big lick—ten, 20 million twenty million dollars—and some some of them can. But that that's kind of far and few and far in between because those that are truly smart, they know that the long game is better than the short game. Meaning Correct. that if I create my content and I own my publishing, then when they when my music kind of settles and culture continues to move on, then like Sir Mix-A-Lot, the guy that wrote Baby Got Back back in the day, he's still getting paid off that song. And he does he still produce other artists and do tracks? Yeah. But his, his bread and butter is when that song is sampled, he gets paid. If it's used in a movie, if it's referenced, whatever the deal is, he gets paid because he owned the publishing. He was one of the few guys in his era that understood that. He understood the business. Him, Ice Cube, those kind of cats. They understood that, man, I need to be getting paid off this. Or like when Nas made his daughter the executive producer of one of his uh, more critically acclaimed albums, albums, because when that album is sampled and mentioned, she gets a check too. So it, it, it's, the, it's the it's the residual uh, reward of, of the recordings that a lot of these younger people, they understand and they're in front of Because they don't want to get taken to the cleaners from a space of, you know, man, you know, I I done made five or six albums and I don't own none of them. Kind of like in the the movie uh, that did, that talked about the Clark sister's life that came out two years ago where it talked about where Twinkie signed away her publishing and they gave her a car and about five grand and she was happy. But what she didn't know was she signed her life away, right? Just from a standpoint of her her creative control, uh, the publishing and all the other things. Now she... Did better after she found out. But that first initial experience with getting quote unquote signs, as you said, uh, sh- she got took to the cleaners. And she's not the only one
14: and j y you know it's, I, I think you know to add to that, I think people just got smarter i mean and and, and uh, dr penn i don 't know if necessarily young artists really even understand you know the impact of residuals in the long term a lot of times people don 't even know that aspect, but what I do know is true today that was really a barrier to entry in the past is just it 's just the cost to to do it yourself I mean to be an independent artist means you have to you know own your stuff and i 'm not talking about the rights to your music i 'm talking about owning your studio, owning equipment. Back in the day, that was something that was just unfeasible Unfeasible for most people. Today, you can prop up a studio for a few thousand dollars. I mean, you get a microphone, you get some speakers, headphone, a digital audio workstation, and you're good to go. And you can put music out, podcast out to the masses, whereas that wasn't even a viable option 20, 25 years ago so, or, or, or even beyond that. So, you know, it's one of those things today where you have so much more Resources at your disposal to really get your talent out. That we hear from so many people today that you would never hear of if we were just waiting on artists on labels to release artists because they cherry pick, you know, who they want to make a star and, you know, they look for certain things. But I think so. That's again, while I think you'll see much more creativity today, is just because people have the ability to record themselves and release, you know, release on their own terms. And the reality of it is, as an independent artist, you know, you move 10,000 units that's equivalent to you moving a hundred thousand units with a label you're going to see much more money as an independent artist moving a much smaller amount so if people get off of this whole i need the exposure i need to be a superstar and if they really start thinking about it from a business perspective get your niche of your followers and your fans and supporters you you cater to them you're going to make much more money than you possibly will even sign to a label i have many friends who've been signed to labels projects never released some were released and at the end of the day they made no money or very little money so you know, independent is, is, is really where it
12: is for me. Yeah. And, and you make an excellent point because when you understand the control, the creative control of the money, right. And now the move, because again, the matrix has always recreated itself. So now the fight is to try and Snoop Dogg has been talking about this. It's like, man, why y'all paying so little for the streams when I'm getting four and five million streams and you only paying me a, a half a penny for every stream. Right. So that system is really evil when you understand it. So if you can, if you figure out a way to control your own content, own your publishing, you know, own the stuff that makes money just more than so that I created the song, then that's where you can really eat. And even if you're not a household name or if you don't do a national tour, but when you do tour certain cities of your fan base of where they're located, because you can get that the, uh, you know information about the demographics of where you're hot at. And where people want to see you, man, if you put together a 10 or 15 city tour over regional space and you make a couple hundred thousand dollars on top of selling merch and selling these types of things, you ain't starving. Now, you ain't Beyonce rich. Uh, you ain't Jay-Z. You ain't those kind of artists. But what you're not is a slave. and and what And what you are is a person that can control your narrative uh based on the story you want to tell the stories you can tell and the things that people will gravitate to work and we're talking about worldwide because a lot of the stuff uh with music is still true there's a lot of stuff that you can record and it may not hit in america but man you hot in england you you hot in germany you hot in japan you hot in korea That's happening for a lot of independent artists, and they'll go over there and do a tour and get top dollar. Some of these guys that you don't even know that are artists are millionaires. D1 is a millionaire. You don't know who he is, but he's a millionaire. He'll tell you. Based on the business decisions, I'd rather be in control of my career and my money and not just so I can get a a bigger stage and get screwed bigger. No, no thank you. I think it's smart to be independent if you can help.
2: Pat, and I just realized who you was talking about when you were talking about this D1 person. I've actually met him and did an event with him before. I don't remember what event it was, but I've actually met him before. I'm not sure if it was in Atlanta or if it was in Birmingham. I'm not sure. Where he from?
12: Were you talking to me?
2: Yeah, where he from?
12: I'm from Memphis, Tennessee
2: no not you i said where d1 from i said i just realized
12: i I think he's from new orleans okay when you talk when you listen to his video click on his videos here i'm talking you can hear that new orleans uh you know uh accent you know that you know people from louis i mean louisiana when they talk you already know where they're from you know they, they they accent give them away uh but he's a good dude and he's gifted and the stuff that he be spitting whether it's off the dome or if it's a song he wrote, I mean, it's just, it feels like hip hop that I grew up on in the eighties and nineties where artists could really rap and say something, right? Everything don't have to be preachy, but there's certain aspects of music that you can basically uh, give off what life is really about and then give a message and then, you know, make it infectious and make it fun. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that where we as pastors and preachers messed it up, where, you know, we kind of fo- forbade people to really find life and, uh, more and more abundantly outside of don't listen to that kind of music. And I get it because there was certain stuff that we didn't need to listen to. But now this generation of leader and pastor, in particular myself, I understand the need for secular stuff that is healthy. And that can even align with my Christian or my theological views and then filter it through those things and then allow people not to be so hamstrung by this uh, false sense of religious uh, religion or this false sense of really being pious and pure. Uh, a puritanical uh, approach to music is not the answer, but not a free-for-all of foolishness and ignorance is not the answer either. So there has to be a uh, there, there has to be a balance, and I think that music today is just so unbalanced. And I think guys like D1 is fighting for that balance and fighting to basically not condemn his brothers in hip hop, but to literally change their thinking and to revolutionize and galvanize an entire industry that has can be and has been so important to our community. So I think what he does is very important. He's under a lot of attack from a lot of people in the industry. He does have some. He does have some supporters. He does have a lot of fans. You know, um, he's so he's innovative to the point like he did this where he uh, allowed the uh, the people that bought his music to name their price, and a uh, one guy paid him a thousand dollars for his music. Why? Because the guy basically appreciated him, and that's something that we can even learn from in church. Oh my God. Because some of the stuff that we be doing in church and calling it God and ministry is laughable and comical and downright evil. And for this man to be able to say, give pay your, you name your price, and for him to have people give him thousands of dollars for an album because they appreciate that he's that much more authentic and true to himself and to the genre, it, it, I, I respect the brother. I, I really do. I mean, I
2: see people in church throwing, throwing $1,000 seeds all the time. Well,
12: not not for the reasons that, you know, not, I'm not saying all the time. I'm saying that most times when I have seen it, it's always been something that was to a point to where if you don't do this, you know, then you won't get this. That's what I'm talking about. Now, I know there are people that write those checks all the time and God to tell them to write them, and they don't even have to wait till somebody say get in the line. They already got it because they hear from God. That's different. But I'm saying from a space of understanding that we don't have to have a gimmick. All we need to do is trust God. And if we do our part and we obey God, then God is going to supply every need. And with this brother, because he's a believer, right? He's a believer. He's a, he's, he's an authentic apostle uh, from a space of being sent to an industry that wants to, de, to, to, to basically maim and destroy him and denounce him. And the more he does what God tells him to do, the more those that hear his message and understand what he's saying, they're basically supporting him and making him even more relevant. Like he was on sway, in the, he's been on sway in the morning a lot, and when he was, uh, you know, promoting his music and, and and really talking about the state of the industry, a lot of people was taking note, and a lot of people are hearing what he has to say because what he's saying is absolutely true. But I just brought him up. And it's not my first time saying, it, saying that in this room. It's because he is in, he has really influenced my thinking from a state of point, state of mind of saying, you know what? God always got somebody in every uh, part, part of life that will hear him and that he can raise up if they honor and fear him. And this brother is a living testimony of that. And he's gifted, he's talented, he's in control of his career. And I think that regardless of what you do in life or what you're called to do, I think we can all learn something from this brother, how he's basically taken himself uh, out of that matrix and gone against the grain and watching God truly bless him. Kind of like in Genesis, who <coughs> says that Isaac sold into a land that everybody sold into and nobody could produce a harvest. But because of the anointing on Isaac's life and the promise on his life, he was able to do something that other people couldn't do. And I think that's what this brother is really walking in. You know,
14: I'm looking at at, at him and just kind of reading over him as you
12: all were uh, discussing it.
14: You know, he used to be signed to a major, and so this was a point that I thought about earlier and I was going to say it but didn't. But people, you know, are so quick to sign to major labels. He was with a very significant label, RCA. Um, he's, you know, going to reach more that he's independent now. It would be a great thing for him. But I think about the countless people who, you know, have been signed to major labels just to get – Uh, So that they could get them out of the way of the people that they really wanted to promote, because that's the strategy that they've used for many, many, many years. And who's to say that wasn't a strategy they were using with him, but they will sign you, record a project and shelve the project while they're still out there pushing the people that they want to get ahead because you were getting in their way. So it's all kind of tricks to the trade out here. And you just got to be wise to it. Just another reason to just go independent and do your own thing.
12: And you can't be afraid of what's out there. I mean, and I appreciate it because, it's like, I own my own insurance agency. I, I am an independent agent. So I'm not connected to State Farm or, or or anything like that or Allstate, even though I, as a broker now, I have access to their products and I can sell their products. So I appreciate his approach to business. And, again, it inspires me. Because you can build the kind of, I can build the kind of agency I want to build. I can build the kind of business I want to build and at my own pace and in my own uh, intelligence. And I think that D1 gives us that inspiration, not only from a musical standpoint, but just about any field of human endeavor, as we would say in my fraternity, that really, uh, you know, that you're you're a part of. Whatever thing that God has given given you and graced you to do, if if you have the uh, if you have the stomach, I should say, if you have the courage to really fight through all the stuff that you got to do to make it happen. Have at it, go out there and do it, and and hey, go with God, because it's being done. It can be done because this brother has proved positive that it is being. Done.
2: Hang on, Cap, I agree, it definitely can. I just believe, you know, as a community, we have to continue to get behind those things and support those things. I mean, I think as a a black people, I don't know where these young kids getting this money to support these people from, but as a black people, we have to learn to support each other more. We have to learn to, you know, be beneficial to each other more. And I ain't going to cap. Some of these old folks do be, you know, supporting old, like, I ain't going to cap. When I was working at that old Mount Carmel and working on the past, you'll be surprised how many of those people were still buying these. Sorry. Hey, Google, stop the music. Anyway, you'll be surprised how many people stop were still. Speakers. How many people are still buying his DVDs? How many people are still buying his CDs? You know what I'm saying? Now, granted, that's outdated. He's trying to learn how to get monetized on YouTube because more people are going that way. But yet here it is, he's still selling, you know, DVDs and CDs. So, you know, there are people that are still faithful and they're still willing to do some of those things. But I think us as a black community as black people we have to be more supportive around those things if people want to be independent we should be willing to support those people who are independent um and we should be able to stand behind them versus you know them having to feel like they need to get behind the label to gain support truth is you know if we can get behind a lot of even like i said earlier if we can get behind you know certain people like Kareem and hawthorne you know a great gospel artists a great female influence but at the same time someone who's, you know, kind of overlooked. A lot of them was. You know, they, they kind of get overlooked. And why like, overlooked. Why is she overlooked? Why is she overlooked? Because I, 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 maybe I don't know enough about her, but I love her. I love all her music. I mean, I, I do too. That's what I'm saying. I do too, but I feel like she is slept on by the industry.
14: She's amazing. Like that. but,
12: That's just... Well, here's the answer to the question, because she ain't Cardi B and Nicki Minaj and the rest of them. That's why. But
14: she's a beautiful girl, though. I mean... It don't matter.
12: Oh, yeah, content, you. Yeah, you're right. you right. The content is what why you watch uh, <laughs> Nicki Minaj and, and and these women do what they do. And the thing about the Cardi, like Cardi B, you can always if you really get and listen to her some of her in depth interviews, she's very conflicted about the stuff that she does. But she does it because she know that's what's gonna put her where she wants to be. Fact, the money, right? She so right. she she understands. So. And I tell people this all the time, being I'm glad that I grew up in the era when it first started, because Roxanne Shanté and Queen Latifah and um, uh, MC Light and those type of female MCs and uh, Salt and Pepper and those kind of women, they were they they had a sex appeal without it being overly so. And by the time you got mm-hmm. to Lil Kim, that changed the whole game for female, uh, uh, you know, hip hop artists. And it and it and it hasn't. That genie that that toothpaste cannot be put back in the tube. So if you got a young lady, or even when India Ari came out, and she wasn't, you know, Tony braston she wasn't naked. She wasn't, you know, she could sing, but you know, she wasn't given that same push because the stuff that she wrote about. The content that she wrote about was just that it was so wholesome yeah that's cool that's cute we'll sign you we can we can make a little money but she should be a bigger star than what she is you know based on her content right so the content in music is not what always sells you know or you look at a a Crochette michelle Kay michelle those kind of women when you watch the r b money podcast about Kay michelle's journey to how she got here it was heartbreaking it was really heartbreaking that she really had to do the stuff that she had to do to, to and she willing a lot of stuff she willingly did because she just was that kind, she was hey antonio Tarver want to put some money in my pocket blah blah blah, blah. i'm gonna do he was a boxer he was the one that first put her on and tried and funded her career Hey, Doctor Patton.
14: Not, but just to inject here, and you can carry on. But think about that. Even you think about it in the gospel realm, the artists who are the most successful in the goddess realm. Think about think about the the image that the imagery associated with them. It really applies the same in gospel music yeah. too.
12: It's a, it's the same thing, and and, and and I'm just saying it because um, from the, the secular side, it you know you you kind of expect. I agree with. It, but yeah. even, as, but but in the gospel side. When you look at the James Clevelands of the world and you do the research and you start, to hear the, you start to hear the stories of how certain people got put on because of him and what they had to do to get there, you know, it's ugly. You know, when you understand some of those things that are still happening in the quote unquote gospel genre where people are getting on because they slept with somebody or they allow somebody to do something to them that they weren't even used to but they wanted to make it just that bad and then get on the stage and talk about some, the favor of God. No, you got on your knees. Your mouth got favor, not your knees. You know, so you got to understand that this stuff goes both ways. It's been going on and sadly, uh, for some it's not going to stop because some people want that success that bad. They'll do what it takes to get there and then these albums, these these record companies, they could take a Ciara. C- I don't think that she's she's a great singer. She's a she's a beautiful girl. She's tall, and she could dance, but she ain't that great of a singer. She's not a better singer than India Ari. You know, she's not a better singer than most of the young ladies that's out here that's not getting that attention. You know, but she made it because she she you know she had some good songwriting Jazzy Far and Timberland and those kind of cats. They put the music behind her, and they could they could sell a product. Well, be real.
14: She made it because she's beautiful. We consume with their eyes. I mean, it's sad, but it's, it's the truth. We consume with their eyes. So a lot of people, you can just look back over time and you can just talk about, you know, how they made it because people position themselves or align themselves with them because, you know, they could make something out of this where if they looked at her versus they looked at in the RE and not to say she's not beautiful, But when you look at what mainstream defines as beautiful, Ciara is a beautiful girl. Beyonce is a beautiful girl. Whitney Houston is a beautiful girl. Toni Braxton is a beautiful girl. So all of your beautiful people who were at these labels with the other people, it's easy to see who rose to the top in these situations. You know, Diana Ross over at Motown. I mean, you know, you got countless examples throughout history to suggest to you why certain people make it as opposed to those who probably are even more talented.
12: That's true. And sometimes people make, cause Alicia Keys is beautiful, but that, that wasn't what pushed her. Her songwriting skills and her ability to, p- to play the piano was what really pushed her. Some people needed the sexual, like TLC needed to be cute and sexual, right? They needed that. Cause that's, cause they couldn't sing a lick. If you ask me, you know, um, uh, But that's just kind of how it goes, right? Or Bobby Brown is not a great singer, you know? But Bobby Brown had the showmanship and then the new edition thing to jump off of to make his solo career be hot for about three years, right? And after that, it was over. Because once you took Babyface and you took all those producers away from those songwriters for him, he's just another dude.
14: But why isn't isn't Alicia Keys... Bigger than Beyonce, because a lot of people argue that Alicia Keys is more talented. Why is she not?
12: Why is she not bigger than Beyonce?
2: Because Alicia Keys never gave off Sex Appeal. Right.
12: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and and, and Alicia didn't want to promote herself that way. Now, and Beyonce didn't mind doing it, but Beyonce, well,
2: Beyonce's dad, her dad, pushed it out there that way too. Yeah, but Beyonce but, became but, all things to all women versus Alicia Keys. Exactly.
12: Who, I think Beyonce. Uh, I think Beyonce is very talented. I think she writes some trash songs, in my opinion. But when people say she can't sing, I'm like, Nah, you crazy? You hate because that girl can sing. I don't care what you say. I don't like what she's saying about, but she can sing, right? And she's a performer, right? She puts she puts on a show. I mean, she up there two hours, and she up there two hours every night in them high heels going hard. You know, she's creative, right? So, and she does what she does now. She's established because she wants to and she can. If Beyonce wants to stop shaking her butt tomorrow, she could. And she would not be broke. You know, if she wants to really go in another direction, you know, and just say, hey, I'm just going to exist. I might do a show here and there. Kind of like what Prince did. You know, Prince did that for a while. Prince really unplugged from the industry. And would tour when he wanted to and then go home because he had, you know, he finally got control of his career, you know? So those artists that make it to that plateau are, are very few and far between, you know, because a lot of guys want that, but they're not willing to do what it takes to get that. Or their talent does not give them the leverage to basically do that because their talent is not as much in demand as they think. And record companies or promoters or anybody else can leverage that say, bruh, you ain't had a hit since nineteen ninety nine. What you talking about you want fifteen thousand. We're gonna give you three. Either you gonna take it or you not. (laughs) Because that's that's just how it goes. You know? So it is what it is.
2: I can somewhat agree. I can, I can somewhat agree. But listen, the time now is 1053, and we're going to put a pen in this conversation because, I mean, this was good. I think it kind of helps us when we think about the process of how we develop when it comes to our culture. Yeah, yeah I, um, As I move into the end of the year, I realize, or I'm reflecting, correction, I'm reflecting on some of the things that I've done this year. Um, even as I look at the podcast, you know, Spotify sends us our numbers and stuff like that. And this week, last year, we had what we call Reflection Week. And y'all need to go listen to it. Jay Wild, they so funny. Jay Wild, they crying and stuff from last year. It's amazing. But I think that it's interesting because. Us as a black community, and me thinking about it even more in depth because I'm trying to bridge the gap between the old and the young, the secular and the spiritual, the hip hop and the the gospel, all those those industries. And when you think about it, there aren't much there there isn't too many differences that cause us to be separate separated. However, I do believe that there have been altercations in the development the development of our growth that requires us to have communication. Um, I posted a quote yesterday that I learned years ago from um, I think my pastor that says, in between altercation and separation, there should be some form of communication that will help the situation. And I think oftentimes in the black community, we just separate ourselves without having effective communication to help the situations that we're going through. And I think that this is that time that even as we continue to have progressive conversation, that we have those conversations that <laughs> I think um, Bernard Jordan said it best at Carton Pearson's, Carton Pearson's funeral. He said, "We have to have those conversations that are now engaging and developmental versus having those conversations that it will convict and condemn." Because when we look at the life of Carlson Pearson, we look at you know how they convicted him and they condemned him. Based off of his conversation, his thought process, his, his thought process, his walk with God. But now, here it is, 70 years later or 50 years later, here it is. We have people like, you know, um, Bishop William Murphy, who's saying, who's crying out and did it public. Y'all gotta go look on the page, I post the video, who said we did him wrong because we weren't able to have conversations that were open and that were inclusive, and that caused us to reach the next generation, which is why we have conversations like this when it talks about where, correction, not when it talks about where we talk about how we're losing a generation of Black men, Black youth, Black young adults, because the divide that we have, even when it comes to our music, our art, and how we express ourselves so i think that this is a conversation that we're definitely going to have to build on good thing tomorrow is friday so we can take it a little deeper um with it being unrecorded and unfiltered but i definitely want to take this process a little bit deeper because like i said the whole point of this room it's to not only build a community with the guy, with, with you guys because you're on here with me, but to also impact the people that listen to us daily. I don't know about y'all, but I know I have an influence and I have a following and people who listen to me daily, weekly, monthly, you know what I'm saying? And I make sure that I'm trying to put something out there positive for them to feed off of, for them to grow within themselves. And I wanna make sure that not only am I doing that, but the people around me are doing the same thing because I believe that all of us are influencers. I believe that all of us are impactful I believe that all of us have a voice. I believe that no matter what we do, whether it's music, movies, life insurance, working at the post office, working in the school board, working as a teacher, I believe that we all have influence and we all have a way to impact our community and our culture. But at the same time, we actually have to step up and not only have the tough conversations, but also step behind it with, you know, positive actions and stuff like that. But with that being said, those are my closing remarks for today. I want to encourage you guys to continue to support this this room, continue to support this ministry. You can always click the link above to subscribe, to send in your questions, to partner, to donate, all of that. You can always do that by clicking the link above. With that being said, I want you guys to pull to refresh to see where you guys are on the stage right now. And the question of the day today. It's real simple. Y'all know it's moving up on Christmas season. Um, It's moving up on Christmas season. And y'all know it's everything Christmas. All my questions probably going to be something related to Christmas. But today is going to be a simple one. And it is, what is what is your favorite and or worst song to hear for Christmas? Like, what is your favorite Christmas song or what is the worst Christmas song? Like, what Christmas song drives you bonkers? What Christmas song drives you crazy? Or what Christmas song, you know, is actually enlightening for you? what Christmas song is good for you, okay? So pull to refresh, see if you guys are on the stage, and we're going to go in that order. And since it's only four, three of us, four of us, we're going to get this done real quickly and be out of here in about five minutes, all right? So let's go. Mama Land, it's on you. Final remarks and question of the day. Do-do-do-do. Ooh.
5: Uh, I've been in and out of the room. Uh, <laughs> so the little bit of in here. quick conversation um, Especially with talking about the music. um, I did want to say this. uh, That young man that's in Atlanta on trial, he probably said stuff that the police and them have never let out in the public. You know, they don't tell everything they know because they're trying to catch somebody. So if you write a song, and you give them details to the things they never put out in the public, they're looking at you with the side eye. So I'm gonna leave that right there. Uh my favorite Christmas song, I love my Silent Night,
0: uh, old
5: little town of Bethlehem. But I think my most favorite is Emmanuel. Um some people say it's the Easter song. Some people say it's the Christmas song. I just love that song. I don't care when you sing it. I love it. Um, this is another one, but I can't think of the name of it right now. My, it's not my worst favorite, but it's down on the J and that Jackson Five song. I saw "Mommy Kissing Santa Claus." Uh, it's not one of my favorites so i'm gonna leave it right there y'all enjoy y'all day and uh until we meet again god bless
2: you thank you so much mama Land. listen i kind of like that one i like mommy i saw mommy kissing santa claus i like i i kind of like those i ain't gonna cap any any of the the Motown Christmas music was good to me. My mama used to have this old classic Christmas CD. I think they had, like, Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, and Temptations. So all of them was kind of on that CD, and I kind of liked them songs. then was my jam. <laughs> all right, Dr. Pan, I'm throwing it over to you, sir. And do, I, do, do, do. I, don't like, I love
5: the R&B Christmas music. I really do. And I like smooth jazz Christmas music.
2: I got that playing in my office right now. Yeah. Hey, I love Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pastor Pat, I'm throwing it to you, sir. Do-do-do-do. What's the question of the day? What's your favorite and or worst Christmas song?
12: Uh, let's see. I think my favorite Christmas album might be Boyz to Men Christmas. Uh, that album is thirty years old, but when you listen to it, it's still cool. You know, to this um, day, let it know. But but you got to see the whole album. I mean, they got an acapella version of Silent Night, on it it's just, just it's nuts. I mean, the vocal ability of the of the fellas, it's just it, it's it's just crazy. That's one of my favorite uh, you know Christmas albums. I like uh, Chris Brown's version of this christmas better than Donnie hathaway's
2: oh uh-uh, uh-uh 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 we ain't gonna do that now i love chris brown mm-hmm. and he cool he did it for the millennials but i ain't gonna cap can't nobody ever do that donny H- uh-uh, you can't outdo donny uh-uh, you know I, dun,
12: dun, I, I, uh-uh. I, look i said i liked it better i don't care if you don't like
2: it or agree with me. mama Leah, gonna,
12: uh-uh you can't outdo donny hathaway i didn't say he did better i just uh, said i like it better is what i said and, and you know what?
2: I have to
5: agree with uh, Dr. Patty. No! Uh, I had Donnie the way when I was coming up. But when I seen the movie and I watched Pete Brown in it and then he sung the song, that boy was fine. And he yeah. made it his own. He really did. He made I like his it. Oh. I don't like the way he treats you, bro. I feel
0: like he's my baby boy. You know, be he he funny Yeah. For you. It's on you're
12: funny, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and so, but I mean, final remarks. I think this was a great conversation, though, uh, Prophet. Um, about culture, music, and all the things that we do talk about. Hats off to you for coming up with the conversation. I think it's a more worthwhile conversation across the aisle. And I think that how we get young people to really engage us is for us to not be as rigid as our parents was. Don't mean that we don't correct you about the stuff that you're doing, but we have to be honest with the stuff that we were influenced by and the mistakes that we made. I think that when I'm in barbershops and I talk to guys in their 20s and 30s, And I say some of the stuff that I've said on this program, you know, I get those young men attention. They say, you know, OG, I can appreciate the fact that man, that you can understand what we're coming from because you're admitting that You guys make the same mistakes too. They'll hear you if you really will give the real and don't come across like you ain't had no baby mamas and no divorces and no ex girlfriends and bad credit and repossessions and, you know, firings and just life in general too, you know, When you come across to them as real and authentic, the Bible says that the common people heard Jesus gladly. Why? Because he spoke in parables. He didn't speak to them from his theological authority. He spoke to them at a level that they could understand. And I think that as, not just from a church standpoint, but even from a standpoint of understanding our life experiences, we gain our young people by uh, really being honest and upfront with them and telling them the dangers of some of their choices, and then giving them the freedom to make those choices. And if they do make those choices, then we're there to help them recover. Because guess what? Somebody did it for us, too.
2: I agree. I agree. All right, last but not least, I got Will. Will, it's on you, sir. Do-do-do-do.
14: Hey, you know, for me, every year it's not Christmas season until I hear every year, every Christmas by Luther. So I, I love that. That kind of sets. The tone for me. So, you know, I I love uh, all types of Christmas music, um, all genres, uh, really. But I think um, the worst Christmas song for me would be I just kind of always think, who would even write this song? But what is it? That one about grandmother got run over by a reindeer? I just think, you know, that's just kind of crazy i just kind of shake my head every time I <laughs> grandma got run over by <laughs> a reindeer <Yes. laughs> but, but, um, that was the song i was trying to think of that was the song. <laughs> oh, is that the one that's the one you like mama lynn or the one you don't like i don't like
10: it I'm okay we're, like we're on it. the
14: same page with that I don't know run why, run why run somebody over,
10: said.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Grandmother with a reindeer. got right over by a reindeer, yeah. <laughs> walking home from Christmas Eve one night. <laughs>
6: yeah,
2: yeah, that's just a crazy song,
14: but hey, it kind of you know serves its purpose, I guess, as a comedic slant to the whole season. But yeah, no great conversation today. I mean, again, I just think. You know, music is art. I'm like anybody else. There's some things that I just listen to and shake my head and just wonder why in the world anybody would want to put this out into the atmosphere, you know, why why would we want to, you know, put this on young, impressionable minds, et cetera? But, you know, it's a much bigger conversation that goes down paths of, you know, culture and parenting and so much more. I think that, you know, music is here to stay, you know, explicit music is here to stay. Um, it's a form of entertainment, just like movies and anything else, and we have to be wise consumers and discern what we decide to digest. But um, yeah, you we can call on people to be more responsible. But at the end of the day, they have always been misfits in society. They have always been people who went against the grain. Um, and so it's kind of up to us to you know find ways to navigate that based on our own personal likes and dislikes. But again, great conversation. I always enjoy uh, joining the room uh, and, and contributing when I can. So thanks, y'all. and am wishing, wishing you all a, a happy rest of this Thursday.
2: Awesome. Well, listen, with that being said, let's go ahead and press on out of here and we're going to end this room so we can get to our day. Listen, I always appreciate y'all. pray that you guys will continue to support this ministry not only with your love and by your time but also continuously sharing this room sharing this yeah. ministry talking about you know some of the conversations that we're having in here because truth is we have some controversial conversations but we also have developmental engaging conversations that is going to help us bridge the gap between our communities between our culture and between yeah. the divide and the gap that we see in life and society with that being said though let's pray and let's in this room Father God, we thank you for this time that we spend together. God, we thank you for the space and the grace that you have given us to have, fruit, have to have fruitful, productive, and positive conversation. God, we ask that every person that came into this room that was connected to this space, oh God, leave with a positive attitude, leave with a positive spirit, oh God. Let them be blessed, let them be protected, let them be sheltered, provided for, and taken care of in Jesus' name. Let no weapon formed against them be able to prosper, oh God. Cover their mind, cover their heart, and let their heart and their mind come into alignment with your will that they may be effective in their purpose and in their calling and it's in jesus name we pray amen amen and amen all right y'all i love y'all i'm praying for you guys i hope you guys can join me again tomorrow morning at 8 a.m for waking up with the prophet this room is ending in three two one bye